And we're live. Des, the FCC were supposed to have a big vote today, and it's that's partly why you haven't been on the podcast previous to now. We were waiting until they had their vote to see basically what happened so we could discuss it. Before we do, can you tell people who are the FCC and why does any of what we're going to talk about matter to anyone? Yeah, I was basically just using that vote as an excuse to procrastinate and not come on. Well, that would be your style, you being a fucking dodging cunt and all. <laughs> yeah, very much like me. But yeah, the vote was supposed to be today. The FCC, Federal Communications Commission in the States, is having a vote to repeal net neutrality from 2015, which is like the regulation that uh, governs the internet in America. And, you know, by result, further afield as well. The aim is to reduce the regulation on the internet service providers, the people who own the lines that connect people's homes and businesses to so the internet. in Ireland, to give a tangible example of an ISP or an internet service provider... Aircom. Aircom, Vodafone... I think just Aircom. Okay, because Aircom own the physical cables into your house. At a time, I th- in Ireland's case, I think Aircom would have been deemed to own the physical cables into your house. Um, whether or not they still do, I'm not sure, but they're required to allow any internet service provider, like, oh, like uh, Vodafone, DigiWeb, whoever the other guys are, to use those lines and you know provide their service to the customers. Yeah, just with my own uh, background, a brief uh, stint in Aircom, they would call it wholesale line rentals. So yeah. they would essentially lease out or rent their cables that they own to different internet service providers, be, the, be it you know, DigiWeb or Vodafone or any of these crowds but uh, you're right that they would lease them out but also that they had to that so say for example you know Fran McKeown wanted to sell up a local county media internet service he had every right to rent those lines for the going rate at the going price um, whereas in the states it's not so the case it's basically Comcast and Verizon just a two or maybe a third ISP in the states own are deemed or claim to own those lines despite the fact that they were built with, you know, taxpayers' money. And they want to be able to do whatever they can with those lines, um, you know, whatever they want. Um, and in terms of the internet, there was a move in 2015 to deem the internet as an essential utility, basically like national infrastructure, just like the roads, water pipes, telephone lines, that while a company is in charge of those lines and possibly does own them, that... Regulation is needed to ensure that they make those that infrastructure available to anybody who wants to use it. Is that an effort to deprivatize them? Is that the right way to even yeah, phrase it? Or if you were working in one of those companies, you could see this as some sort of nationalization attempt yes. uh, at the government trying to nationalize your private asset. But it, it's kind of it's more complicated than that. In that the government built those lines, uh, paid the majority of the money for those to be constructed and that the service that now operates across those lines is has been deemed essential to everyday life. You know, if you're a if you're a business, you need access to the internet. You need equal access to the internet the same as everyone else. If you're a consumer, you need equal access if you're to be an informed consumer. Sorry to cut across you, but when you say equal ac- access, yeah. can you kind of expand on what on what the hell that is? Yeah, um so it became quite popular maybe two, three years ago for certain businesses to pay the owner of these lines in the States, you know, Comcast or Verizon, but let's say here in Ireland, Aircom. So someone who runs a business over the internet to pay the Aircom, let's say, 
extra money for their service to 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 work faster than somebody else. So it was actually Netflix at the time that really made the the issue popular because Netflix obviously uses a lot of bandwidth and they wanted their service to appear seamless to the user. So they paid the people who owned the lines extra money to prioritize their their content over other people's content. And what's the, the downside for people who aren't in that? Well, loop, you know, the downside is, say you're doing a podcast here, you're sticking it on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is, you know, notoriously uh, poorly managed to say the least. They don't have the money to pay the internet service provider big bucks to streamline the delivery of their content. So someone goes onto SoundCloud, onto Fran McKeown's podcast, wants to listen to it, and it appears slow and it takes ages to load and it, it gives them a crappy user experience and basically they don't come back. And not to any fault of Fran McKeown or to any fault of SoundCloud, but um, because the ISP didn't get paid enough to allow their traffic to, to use the network the same as everyone else. So a, a rival podcast, not that, you know, I'm directly really competing with other podcasts head-to-head or anything mm. like that. But look, people's attention is a limited resource. So you are in a roundabout way, or I am, and anyone with, a, anyone with any kind of a presence online is competing for people's attention, essentially. And their time. Because if, if your content is appearing to load slower than someone else's, it's, it's their time, which is a limited resource. You know, so your podcast might load slower than the guy who's running a podcast uh, hosted on a service that um, pays a load of money for it to arrive faster. You know, so and the important thing to remember is the consumer is paying to access the Internet. So take Ireland as an example. A regular guy living in a house, he pays Aircom, let's say, 50 quid a month for the Internet. He shouldn't have to pay more to access a particular service that Aircom are rivals against that they like or dislike or maybe has high content or high bandwidth or something, he should be able to use the internet as, as and when he pleases. You know, he's paying for it. So the fact, uh, the suggestion that the user in the home would have to pay for their internet provi- provision and then the, the service provider like SoundCloud would also have to pay. People are paying on the double for the same provision and it's just the, the middleman, the ISP, that's just going to be soaking up all this money and holding the lines to ransom. You know, telling companies, oh, pay more or I won't speed you up. Or worse, uh, if you don't pay more, I'll slow you down. You yeah, know? and again, from from my vet to just bringing it back to to my perspective and give the the, the tangible Irish business version. If I'm competing against other people's podcasts, so let's say I'm competing for people's attention, that means I'm competing against the likes of let's say RTE or Sky. If Sky are paying Aircom ten million quid a year to have their content pushed super fast and I can't afford to, to pay anything. Mm-hmm. It takes an hour for someone to load a 20-minute podcast of mine and a split second for a Sky's version of my yeah. podcast. So, of course, they won't spend that hour. Oh, of course, yeah. You're, so you're, you're, you're gone. You're, you're gone. lost. Before you even get started, you're, you're gone. You're gone before you got started. And that's just true for your podcast and for basically any other service that wants to operate over the internet. Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, pick a, uh, pick a hardware, I don't know, Chadwick's and Brooks, you know, Chadwick's don't have as much money as Brooks so when you go on to buy something on Chadwick's website each page loads slowly mm-hmm. you put in your details it doesn't your card details to make a payment yeah. it doesn't work everything just works seamlessly on Brooks you know the, the big guy wins and the, lo- the little guy gets fucked over yeah and you know the big guy wins but has to pay a bucket load of money to a ISP yeah so it's 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 the international equivalent of Aircom who 
wins and everyone else loses. Everyone else loses, yeah. They hold the lines to ransom and everyone else loses. But the important thing is that this is a law in the States. I was just going to say, yeah. like, this is the FCC, this is America, you know, who cares? Well, see, that's the thing. So the example you gave there of, say, Brooks and Chadwick's in Ireland, regardless of the outcome of this vote, it's not going to affect how Brooks and Chadwick's uh, operate on the internet in Ireland today. There's two possible things that could happen, uh, as is often the case. Uh, laws trickle down, you know, from the states to the EU, or sometimes from the states to the UK, and then to us. And um, that's quite unlikely because the EU already has um, pretty similar net neutrality laws enshrined in place already. But the second thing that ha- could happen is that the case you described of the small guy not being able to get started, not being able to get going before he's gotten started, won't happen in the states. And if you think of basically all the services you use. They're American companies. Your email, you know, is it Yahoo? Is it Gmail? Is it Microsoft Outlook? Is it, you know, whoever else provides email? They're all American companies. Uh, your music streaming service, you know, okay, I think Spotify might be from Europe, but say Tidal or Apple Music or Google Play Music, they're all American services. Your Maps service, uh, Apple Maps, Google Maps, you know, your search service, every service you use on the internet or the vast majority of them are American services. And at one point in time, they were a startup. You know, at one point it was a small company. So if you get rid of this law that's in place now, you basically, it will be impossible for startups in America to get going on the internet. And you know, you think of startups in America, Facebook was a startup. People rely on Facebook. Your podcast relies on Facebook. YouTube was a startup. Um, Snapchat was a startup. These companies, the, the next generation won't be able to get a foothold because they'll have to pay a bucket load of money just to have their service provided. You know, Netflix was a startup. So the existing companies will will have to pay a lot to keep going, but there'll be no new companies coming down the road. So it will just be, it will be, it will freeze the internet in 20, 2017. You know, the internet as we have today will be the internet forevermore. And again, this is happening in America. The vote was supposed to be today. Who's voting? What are they voting on? And why didn't the vote go ahead? Yeah, look, no, the vote may have gone ahead in the last few minutes or so, but I don't think it has. Uh, of course, there's a time difference. So they're voting in on Eastern time. I think it's in like New York or somewhere East Coast. So that's like five hours behind here. So I guess they have a few hours until the day is up their time. They're voting on a law from 2015, which is called, um, well, it's been known as net neutrality, but it's like Title II regulation law that was passed in 2015, which changed the status of the internet to in America to be a um, communications service, just like the telephone, so that it would be regulated just like the telephone, regulated by the FCC at a higher level than what was previous. Uh, basically, it was classed as a utility. So the law, the, the vote today is to repeal that law, to just scrap it. Not make changes, not implement a new law, scrap it, get rid of it. And uh, put the internet provision in the States back to being an information service, which isn't deemed a utility, which is back to being more like a private company. You know, so they can basically do what they want. And, you know, the stuff that they can do is just, you know, it, it, it is make or break for small, for new and small businesses, such as speeding things up, slowing things down the flat-out blocking sites, you know, if, if, for example, if the big provider uh, doesn't like the idea of you broadcasting your podcast in America, they just block it. Yeah. That's it, they block it. And, you know, these big providers, they're internet companies, but they also have other services that they provide. You know, some of them provide um, video streaming services. 
so it would be in their interest to speed up their own video streaming services and slow the fuck down everyone else's. Yeah, so again, to use Ireland as an example, if Aircom launched Irish TV online or some mm-hmm. sort of new, an equivalent of YouTube or something, or maybe an Irish equivalent of Netflix called yeah. Airnex or whatever the yeah. fuck they want to call it, or Airflex, they give everybody in Ireland essentially unlimited access, like practically free thousand meg down downloads and then you try and log into Netflix and it literally won't load. Yeah. So they just corner the market essentially. Yeah, yeah. And you know, these companies are internet service providers. So the the funny thing is the the services they often offer, at least in the case of America, they're worse. They they offer shitty services. You know, they, they can't compete with the likes of Netflix and YouTube. You know, the services they offer are the sort of crap that's bundled on your phone when you buy it and you never open the app. You know, you probably uninstall it straight away if you can. Because it's not what they do. Exactly, it's not what they do. But if they can start skewing the market by speeding up their product... They'd be foolish not to do it. They'd be foolish not to do it and everyone else will, will be screwed. You know, so like you're saying here in the Irish case, it, just as an analogy, it would be like the like Aircom prioritizing their service if they, if they had a, a video streaming service and then like slowing down RTE player and you know TV tree online whatever it's called and um, and you know, popping up a little ad is this not loading fast enough yeah try uh, click exactly, here <laughs> that type of stuff yeah so you know it's it's going to be it's a big deal for for the, basically the future of the internet in the states and you know people think that doesn't really apply to them but what i'm saying is all your internet is from the States. Think of any site you use on a daily basis, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, SoundCloud, they're all American companies. This will apply to them. If they can't, if the next generation of them can't get started in the States, they won't exist. And is that a good thing for startups all around the world, excluding the States? No, because you're going to want to access the American market at some point. And you're going to have to pay these ISPs to do so. So if you start up in France and you get big in France and, you know, you expand throughout Europe, you're going to want to access these guys in America at some point. Yeah, of course. And then you're going to have to be paying out the wazoo for this uh, this company to deliver your content. And look, if, if, if it works in America, American is a precedent setter. Well, like look, they, you're right, they are. But uh, the EU has laws already in place um, that don't look like they're going to follow the American laws in, in this particular case. Um, so it's not like this law will tr- will necessarily trickle down to the EU or to the UK. Well, it could to the UK after Brexit and all that. But um, it doesn't look like it's going to trickle down to the EU because the EU has net neutrality laws in place. Some company, some countries flaunt them quite badly. Uh, Portugal doesn't give a fuck. Portugal does whatever it wants. They have a an internet service provider that just kind of it charges extra for extra things and less for less things and, you know, skews the market. And we have it here. We have it here. One of the big um, downsides of removing net neutrality is the possibility of doing what's called zero rating, um, saying that a particular service doesn't use up any of your data. Like you were saying a minute ago, if Aircom launched a video streaming service, they'd let you have unlimited use of that, which basically means you're never going to use anything else. Um, and that's- so, so, and again, just to, to, to crystallize that for people, <clears throat> You have a, a, I don't know, a monthly download allowance of your on your phone of five gig. Yeah. You watch a couple of hours of Netflix during your commute, and you're going to max that out pretty quick. Yeah, over the course of the month, that'll be gone. But if you get a Airflix, you know, 
Aircom's version of Netflix, it's just unlimited. They just don't they don't cap you so you can watch it endlessly. Yeah, which means you're going to stop watching Netflix. If if that was the case, you would stop watching Netflix. At, at, the, at the very like best case scenario for Netflix, there is you use up your mm, allowance, allowance for Netflix and yeah. then you go on. But yeah. you know, realistically, you're just going to go to what's the best option. Yeah, and it seems like the best option for you because it um, it provides the services that currently exist. You know, for free. Oh, it seems like it's for free. You know, you're you're not using up your data allowance to access YouTube or Snapchat or whatever it happens to be. But, you know, the next thing that's created, for example, if I know on Meteor at the minute, they do like free social media or maybe it's Vodafone, free social media. And what they count as social media is pretty random. I'm fairly sure Reddit isn't in there. So if you're a Reddit user, it's using up your allowance. But if you're watching hours and hours of YouTube, it's not. Hilarious. So, you know... Um, who, who decides kind of thing? Who, like, um, um, based on what? You know, if, if you're trying to start up, you know, a, let's say a, a local County Mead social media thing or Ireland social media thing and it's not been approved by Meteor to be to not count against your usage, no one's going to use it. They'll go on, stick to their Facebook and their Snapchat and Instagram if it's included, you know. So it's really... Uh, it's saying it's it's the internet service providers deciding... Who wins and who dies on the internet? You know, what companies? So, so who, like, collectively, who's in favour and collectively who's so opposed? So hilarious. So hilarious. <laughs> so, look, it's a vote for for ISPs, the internet service providers, just like Aircom and Vodafone here in Ireland, to um, to have full control over their, their networks. So who's in favour of getting rid of this law that regulates them? Well, they are. So in America, it's... Comcast, it's Verizon, it's like, you know, AT&T and whoever else operates internet networks. Who's against? Like, everyone else. So, and again, just to clarify, because I'm kind of into this, you're obviously massively into it, but the, the internet service providers that you're talking about are basically the companies that you pay monthly to have an internet connection. To or access what, whatever, the internet. To yeah. access the internet. So, yeah, like, okay. in, in Ireland, the internet service providers will be like Meteor, O2, Vodafone, Digiweb, Aircom, of course, uh, maybe Virgin Media, you know, UPC, if that's still a thing, those type of companies. Okay, so they're all, or we're supposed to be all voting in America. No, not those guys. They, oh, sorry. Those guys don't vote. The vote is about them. The yes, vote, the so vote, they're in favour is what I should have they're said. They're in favour of the vote to repeal the law which regulates them. But obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, because I mean, if the bankers in Ireland had a choice of whether or not to be regulated, they might vote for regulation. Exactly. It might guide them yeah. into, you know, doing no. the right thing by the no. people. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. There, a law has been put in place to regulate your industry, and now it's been proposed to remove that law and all you guys are saying, yeah, 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 remove that law. I swear, we'll we'll be good. We'll do the right thing. But we don't need to regulate our snooping through our business. Oh, jeez, imagine that. You know, so those guys are in favour of the law being repealed. And who's against it? Every company that operates on the internet. Microsoft, Google, Facebook, yeah, Reddit, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Every company that operates on the internet is against... Well, I'm, I'm saying every. Maybe that's a bit extreme. Most of the companies that operate on the internet are against the removal of this law. Have Netflix voiced their opinion on whether or not they they want it or don't want it? I can't say for sure. I'm not exactly certain whether they have, but I would imagine they don't want this law to be removed because they were kind of caught up in the controversy because the law wasn't in place before and they needed to speed up their content. So they paid for it to be sped up. But in an environment where nobody can pay to speed up your content, well, then all of a sudden it doesn't matter anymore, because everyone's content is on a level playing field. Yes, and then the you know the 
the the value of that content, you know, how good the material yeah, is, yeah. kind of shines through. Yeah, yeah. That the customer will be weighing up exactly that. They'll be weighing up the value of Netflix versus the value of, let's say, TV three online or RT player, BBC iPlayer. Not which one loaded faster. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Because which one loaded faster? If this law is removed, will be a case of who paid more. What company paid more to have their internet loaded faster? And your internet won't get better. Your, your, like the, the physical cable that connects your house to the internet won't be improved. It will just be, uh, you know, held at ransom to the companies to pay more for the same cable. So it's not like they, they have no incentive to improve the network because they can just charge whatever they want for, for those uh, companies to access it. And just extrapolating from that, presumably wealthier areas, not that this isn't happening already, but presumably wealthier areas are going to get more upgrades and more you know, better download capabilities or streaming capabilities because they're capable of paying more. Yeah, look, I think that's basically happening already. Yeah, as as, as I said, that kind of made sense. And, of course, it's not the consumer that will be paying more. So it doesn't actually matter if the area is wealthy or not. It's the companies. So say, let's say, uh, the RTE player. It's RTE who would have to pay more. Yes, yes, yes. So not necessarily the fancy area where all the wealthy people will be paying more. No, true enough. And the the reason I think I asked... Netflix in particular am I right in saying that Netflix hoovers up one third of all the internet in the states yeah look I mean all the internet with my air quotes um, is kind of a poorly defined metric you well, know? You, you're obviously familiar with what I'm referencing yeah Netflix and then porn use like all the internet not just in the states but in the world you know like uh, all the public internet you know so much of the internet is either Netflix or porn and um, that's e- effectively all 90 plus percent I think 90 plus percent is genuinely porn of the public internet I think 90 plus percent of the bandwidth that travels across like of the data that travels across the internet I'm fairly sure is porn hilarious and it's something that you know is banned and is niche just, and yeah, is found and, and no one uses yeah. and you know oh, it's yeah. only dirty little old men yeah, in the corner yeah. you know you, you've run a national survey on how many people uh, view Pornhub oh nobody nobody oh god no no one in Ireland <laughs> is watching Pornhub you ask Pornhub how many you know recurring daily users they have in Ireland what's the population yeah that many and why on that, not to, not to go down a big porn <laughs> rabbit hole here. But, uh, that sounds like a good movie title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a subsection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, why, like when we talk about like the internet giants, you hear, you know, Google and Facebook and all these companies, but you never hear like Pornhub. Or is it because Pornhub don't share enough of the market? Is it split into so many different you know, providers that none of them kind of stand out or um, Pornhub does stand out Pornhub is the one that like releases research data and you know does proper analysis and stuff and you can see some of it comes out and does the rounds on social media quite commonly or quite you know regularly for example there was one recently for Ireland showing the top searched porn trends from each county and you know it was kind of funny you know maybe in oh it was actually done by county council I think so for example is it um, Tipperary was split according to North and South and County Dublin was split according to North and South and then some of the other counties were split however they are. And sorry, is that, forgive my ignorance, was that is that based on how the actual internet is provided to different areas? Um, like if, if the internet goes down across Tipperary, it'll go down across all of North or all of South? No, it was so. just uh, Pornhub did an analysis on their traffic based on where their 
viewers were coming from in Ireland and broke them down into like a county per county basis. Okay, okay. But some of the counties are so big, take Tipperary and Dublin, they split them into halves. So there was like, you know, a few funny ones, maybe someone in Roscommon or m- most people in Roscommon were, no offence to Roscommon people, but were searching for like bestiality porn or something. I know what you mean. And yeah, yeah. people in North Dublin wanted a certain type and South Dublin wanted the opposite type, you know, yes. very stereotypical type stuff. But yeah, like they they account for a big majority of that, that section of the market, but you don't hear them as a giant uh, to answer your question because ain't nobody giving their private information to Pornhub. Nobody's typing in their, their actual name and their date of birth and creating an account <laughs> and, you know, buying a premium membership. You know, people are sneakily doing it on the sly and hoping nobody sees them, you know. It's funny how we act online. Yeah. We, we've spoke about this in the podcast before. No, I don't think it... With this type of thread, but we've we've kind of skirted what we're talking about now. I have a really good concrete example. My business is in growing high value plants under lights, so I I'm very familiar with that with that industry, the, the the grow shop industry. And there was a there's a company based in Navan. Darcy Pettycrew is the guy who runs it. For the life of me, I can't think. The Grow Shop, I think. If you look, if you log on to thegrowshop.ie, you'll see, you know, lights and hydroponic systems and all these different things for growing plants indoors. 100% perfectly uh, legal um, until, obviously, you start growing, let's say, cannabis or something or doing something illegal in it. But the material and everything is perfectly legal. And he has a Facebook page and he tries to promote his business because he's a, an honest businessman. He has a shop in, in Navin, in, I think, Clondalkin, in Galway. It's a, it's a big concern. He employs a, a pile of people. It's a, it's a profitable business. It's not you know, under the radar or anything like that. He has a website. He has a Facebook page. All the, I think it's all the Grow Shop. So the Grow Shop.ie or the Grow Shop Facebook page. And I, in a past life as a, a freelance business developer, did a deal with him and, another, and an online publication to drive traffic towards his Facebook page and his website where you can buy his materials or whatever else. And the traffic that his website got was was massive on the back of the deal that I arranged. And it seemed like a lot of traffic was being pushed towards his Facebook page. But he was very disappointed, or I should I say was very disappointed at the amount of likes his Facebook page got on the back. So we, you know, increased the traffic to his Facebook page 20 fold and, and got an extra liked. like yeah. from you know it wasn't even a person it was like a a public you know free the weed yeah. group or something and again it's because people don't want to you know to be seen yeah. to be doing what it is that they're doing and yeah. it's the exact same for porn you're, you're never going to see somebody likes porn hub on your facebook yeah, yeah feed yeah well you do sometimes but yeah you're, you're well but right. again if, yeah. if you do it's, it's the one guy who <laughs> just doesn't give a fuck or doesn't understand <laughs> that, that you his know mother is reading this <laughs> and his employer and every other cunt in the world yeah no it's it, it's mad that the, the fakeness of the mm. the online, online world persona, in, yeah. in general before i forget you had a bit of a bone to pick um, not to put words in your mouth, with uh, Simon, Simon Andrichetti, one of the, the previous guests, he, he had mentioned that he doesn't allow his daughter on mm. uh, Facebook, but he did allow her on, I think he said, Snapchat and, and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And you just couldn't wrap your head around that. Yeah, basically. like, when you told me that, I, I read the description online and he's like, like... Some he's his work is in social media or something. Is that true? Yeah, I can't remember his actual job title, but he's um he's been working in in digital and digital since media, right. digital media was a thing. Like and has kids and um, yeah, teenage daughter. Yeah, mm. 
Uh, uh, 14, 15-ish. And you, you were telling me, now this maybe is or isn't in the episode, but you were telling me that, uh, you know, he's he's a big social media head and has young daughters or kids or whatever and um, regulates their use of, you know, of the internet and social media. And you told me that he lets them use some but not others. And the ones you said he let them use was so baffling to me. It was uh, specifically Snapchat and Instagram. Um and I was like, wow, that's crazy because, you know, for one, Snapchat, the the content disappears. You know, all the videos, all the um, the photos and the texts all disappear once you've sent them or a little bit of time has passed. Um, so as a parent, in terms of, you know, keeping tabs on your kids, that's crazy difficult to do. I imagine unless he has some sort of sneaky, you know, clone of his kid's Snapchat app, which might be a bit strange. Yeah, I'm not overly familiar with Snapchat. I... I don't use it, so I'm going to sound like such a fucking old man saying this, but you send a, a message or a photo or whatever it might be, and then it automatically deletes after a few seconds. Is there p- parental controls here that Simon's using? Or Yeah, like, not that I'm aware of. You know, there's there's obviously apps for everything, um, so maybe he has a third-party app, or maybe he's really into these things and has jimmied something together himself. But, like, no, not that I'm aware of. I don't know of any parental c- control that would be, like, forwarding the messages or storing them or anything like that, you know... Yeah, no, basically not. And you said, like, using Instagram, but specifically not Facebook. Instagram is owned by Facebook, so whatever you don't want them to see on Facebook, they're seeing it on Instagram. And whatever you don't want Facebook to see of them, Facebook is seeing anyway through Instagram. Well, I think, and I hope I'm not doing Simon a disservice by saying this, but I think he said that Facebook push more at you than Instagram does, maybe, if that makes sense. Or does that make sense, should I say, to you? Well, or? I mean, both platforms have ads, if that's what you mean by push stuff out. No, you. he mentioned that the ads, he mentioned like every, there's a, I think he said that there was a, like a number, like when you go onto Instagram, the third thing, the eighth thing, and the twelfth thing, the some race you or something, is always an ad. But And that that's higher on Facebook or something? Yeah, I don't know. I, re- right. I really, I'm not sure, what, and, I'm not sure know, what it was. You know, I said this to you at the time, like Instagram is the sexy one. You know, Facebook is the one that your your mom is on and your school is on and your football team is on and you use Facebook to, you know, arrange events, uh, you know, in the local area and stuff like that and all the other regular stuff. But Instagram is like photos. Photos, 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 photos. Well, it's, photos. A, fo- it's a step up from kind of Pinterest, isn't it? It's yeah. like a photo sharing yeah. app. Like. Yeah, and of course there's some little words here and there but and people, of course, message each other on um, Instagram. Maybe it's just me being... A, you know, I don't use Instagram, but any time I've ever heard of Instagram is about, oh, you know, some sexy girl's photos or some, you know, fitness model's photos and a lot of lads, like, delighted to be looking at these. I don't see why I would be steering a teenage child, if it was me, towards Instagram. But, like, if he's the guy, you know, who's working in that, I'm sure he or somebody else, you know, knows a lot more about this than I do. Yeah, no, no, but I'd be keen to just hear his, mm. like he, it, you know, the man isn't here, unfortunately. But I mean, if he was, I'm sure he would have a, a ready. Of retort, course, yeah, and I'd love to hear it as well. It yeah. just it really when when you told me, you actually specifically said, um, you know, he he reviews uh, his kid's phone or something. Yeah, no, he he would say it as part of being a good parent, he he checks her phone daily or by daily yeah, at the, at which, the least. You know, like, look, if you're having a young kid with a phone and the internet on it. That's, I think that's totally fair enough, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no, 100%, If I was 100%. whatever age you're talking about, teenager, and one of my parents was like, oh, you know, we're getting you a phone and we're paying for your internet and whatever, but we want to look at it, I'd be like, you know what, that's kind of fair enough. I mightn't have accepted it as a, as a teenager, but it's fair enough. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Which is, which is why I find it so hard to get his, his Snapchat thing, because there's nothing to check, it's all deleted. 
Yeah, hilarious. And again, because I'm not on Snapchat, I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to even mm. ask him that. You yeah. know, but um, in keeping with things that people use and don't, another good friend of mine was delighted to hear what Simon had said about WhatsApp. Which and was how, well, basically what he was saying was that your text messages via WhatsApp are what Simon was saying was your text messages via WhatsApp are read essentially. Um, on a, maybe not on an individual level, but on a, on a kind of a meta level, and the targeted advertising is driven towards you. Um, I think the example that that I used at the time was a friend of mine had bought a pair of shoes online, and the only reason that he bought them online was because he happened to see an ad. And I was saying, well, that ad was more than likely purposefully put in front of you, possibly because he had his ma had texted him and asked, you know, what are you doing today? And he said, oh, I have to go and buy shoes. And you know the the Google gods saw buy shoes and started pumping shoe ads at him. Now, this other friend of mine was delighted to hear all that because he doesn't use WhatsApp and wow. has urged me not to use WhatsApp. And okay, yeah, fair enough. as far as I can tell, has urged everyone that he meets in the street not to use WhatsApp. Specifically WhatsApp alone or what? Uh, no, well, the same guy. I don't even know if it's fair to say he deleted his Facebook account because I don't think he mightn't have ever had one. Okay. Put it this way, if he did ever had one, have one, he certainly deleted it since and has urged me, I'm sure, in the past mm. to delete mine. Um, but all the while, we would text in, it's, it's gas, I'm not even sure the name, SMS? Yeah, Is that what regular text me- old, regular text old messages. black and white text messages. Yeah, that, you know, use up your 50 text message allowance and, you know, you need uh, All that reception and pay, pay for them. Yeah. But I, I had mentioned that to you or, yeah. and you had asked, uh, you know, what is he texting? What is he communicating mm. with? And when I said SMS, yes. you literally just laughed out loud. Like, yeah, like, you know, maybe there's something I'm missing, but, you know, it, there's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, WhatsApp, specifically WhatsApp, and, you know, some other services, but I'm not going to name other ones, but just specifically WhatsApp is encrypted end-to-end. Nobody is reading it. WhatsApp can't read it. Facebook that owns WhatsApp can't read it. Companies such as Google that have nothing got to do with WhatsApp can't read it. The only person who can read it is the recipient, and the only time it can be read is when it has arrived on their phone. So in transit, it can't? It, no, end-to-end. When it leaves your phone, when it's travelling through, you know, the Wi-Fi or the airwaves, or if you're somehow plugged in using, like, an Ethernet port over the internet, can't be read, can't be read. It arrives at WhatsApp HQ, you know, on their servers, can't be read, gets sent from there, still can't be read. Boom, it lands on the recipient's phone, but it's unlocked, can be read. By anyone or just the person reading it? Well, if there's someone standing nearby, obviously they can read it. You <laughs> Looking know over I mean. your shoulder. Yeah, like. or but, if you... But what I mean is, like... As it's been sent, as it's been received, it's end-to-end encrypted. But, I mean, if the if the letters are on your screen, mm-hmm. does that not mean that it's visible in some sense yeah. to someone else? Once it has appeared on your screen, it's been unencrypted. In fact, once it's arrived to your phone, uh, to the WhatsApp app, it's been unencrypted. And does that not counter the point of encrypting it in the first place? No, because um, the vast, vast majority of um, data that's like stolen through attacks are done in transit, as you put it, what's called a man-in-the-middle attack. Someone will jack your Wi-Fi or you'll be using shitty, you know, bus air and Wi-Fi on the bus and there'll be malware installed on it. Or someone at the, back to the ISP, someone at the ISP will want to snoop on what you guys are doing and they'll read it there. But it's encrypted throughout that process. So the only time it's readable is when you press send from your phone and when it receives on the other phone. And remotely then, like in, in the world of everything being connected, 
like let's say the, the, the WhatsApp messages that I have on my phone now mm-hmm. in my pocket. Yeah. How do I know that some, you know, Nigerian scam artist isn't reading them? If they've been if they've been now that they've been unencrypted, yeah. Um, right now, I guess you don't know. At the moment they are received, you know, if your phone is locked, the phone is encrypted, so you can't you can't access it from that point. And when you say locked, you mean it uh, locked with a a pin? No, not with a swipe. The swipe uh, isn't sufficient to um, to create the encryption necessary, at least on Android phones. Okay, so. If you have to swipe your finger up, down, left, right, you in know, and out, upside count. down, no, that's doesn't no matter. Good. Yeah, that, as far as I'm aware, on like the latest version of Android, that's not sufficient for the encryption to work. You need either like a pin, you know, like uh, like a numerical, like four digit, you know, seven, 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 seven. I nearly said my actual pin there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so like a numerical pin, <laughs> um, or like a password, you know, typed out a big long password or something. Or your fingerprint on some phones, you know, is is good enough to get the encryption to kick in. But not just a little swipe or some sort of, you know, design with the swipe, the little pattern swipes. No, that stuff's not good enough. That's that's just to stop your phone, you know, from from the guy sitting beside you or from unlocking in your pocket. You know, not that's not good enough for the Nigerian scammer or you know the scammer from God knows where. I would have assumed that anyway, that the the swipe thing and the pin thing was for just, you know, your mates cut and send your missus a fucking mm-hmm. bitchy message or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I never would have thought that putting a key lock on it in some way encrypted my phone. Well. And by a key lock, I mean the, the pin that you're talking the about. The pin or the password or your fingerprint. Um, Some phones have encryption turned on by default, but they require such a security measure to... um to activate the encryption or other phones you need to turn the encryption on yourself in like the security settings like go to settings go to security type yeah and find the encrypt my phone please section or god forbid you know google it how to encrypt my phone um or you know on a lot of phones i think i don't know if you have yeah i think you do have a kind of fancy samsung phone there's kind of like a dual encryption option where you can you know, encrypt the contents of the phone, which is sort of regular everyday encryption, and then like encrypt a separate section of the hardware so that even during a power on mode, I think it is, like just as the phone is coming on, it's still encrypted. The only thing that isn't encrypted is just the um, the data to make the little nice logo pop up and the little chime that happens. But everything else is encrypted because that was a point of weakness in the past. Okay, I'm speaking of points of weakness. Again, maybe this is just the, the skeptic in me coming out. But when you say it's encrypted, you know, WhatsApp have it encrypted or Facebook have it encrypted uh, because Facebook own WhatsApp. The skeptic in, in me is saying, yeah, right, there's they can't mm. read what they've encrypted. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't don't be ridiculous, basically. Yeah. Uh, of course well, they can. Uh, they actually can't. Well, uh, nothing on Facebook is encrypted as far as I'm aware. So Facebook flat out reading everything. That's their whole, you know, business agenda. Provide a service, gather information, sell ads. You know, they're trying to emulate the whole Google thing and they're doing it quite well. Um, whereas WhatsApp is encrypted using like standard encryption protocols. Like these are, they, they haven't created this encryption. They haven't, you know, even, well, I guess they have implemented it, but in order to implement it or to use it, you need to use it the right way. You know, it's it's like if you go and buy a tool from the tool shop, uh, you haven't made this tool yourself. You just bring it home and in order for it to work, it needs to be used the right way. So what So what else? If this is an off-the-shelf encryption, that 
makes me more likely to think that it's hackable, say. Yeah. Um, if it, you know, I, I'd be, I'd course. nearly feel safer if they could access it if they wanted it. At least it was bespoke and it wasn't just off the shelf. Yeah, well, it, it's off the shelf, but whose shelf is off? You know, it's off, I, I think, the National Information and Standards Technology um like board or whatever they are it's like a, an association a fairly sure an American association that devised these encryption standards so you know all banking systems in the world use these same these very same encryption standards like all military systems in the world use these encryption standards like uh, air traffic control uses the same it's the same standard you know there are two variations and either they're all using the same one or they're using one of the two so is it hackable like I guess, yeah, in, in theory, yeah, of course. And are cunts out there hacking it? Probably, you know, trying. NSA and people like that, flat out trying to do that. Or maybe... But, but they're they're hacking a massive fucking bank, not your tech messages. Yeah, they could, they could be hacking, let's say, you know, if it's a, a government attack, they, they could be hacking a, an enemy government. But they're not... They're not letting this go public and hacking, you know, uh, Simon's WhatsApp or what's the guy's name? The WhatsApp, your friend's WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, Because if they do that and WhatsApp finds out, then the jig is up. They're no longer able to uh, hack the government, the enemy government on the sly. You know, so they're it's it's they're keeping it their cards close to their hand. If they've hacked it, which you know I guess they possibly could have, they don't want anyone to find out about that. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, sorry, again, we went down another fucking WhatsApp, Instagram, yeah. Snapchat. I feel like you're going to have listeners here who know more than I do about these things. And, oh, he's talking shite. That's a load of crap. You know, oh, I hacked up WhatsApp last weekend on, on my weekend I off. don't know. I think we're talking at a, a relatively high level for, well, for, I mean, for most people. Like, the only reason that I'm even able to articulate the questions that I'm asking you is because we've spoken about this at length, you know, over the years kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I've worked in, in telecoms and I have a, you know, I'm just a big nerd generally. I'm, I'm into all this stuff. Yeah. And because of the, the type of business that I have and the type of life that I have, I have the extra hour or two in the day to kind of read up on this kind of stuff and watch the odd documentary or, or whatever. And I, I, to a degree, without sounding too fucking patronising about it, I feel sorry for people who don't because they're the real fucking victims. Like, do you know that kind of way? Ah, uh, well, they are and they aren't. You know, look... Worst case scenario, WhatsApp is reading your texts. You know, I Google is reading your texts. You know, Facebook is reading your texts. Google is reading your emails. Yeah, Motorola or whoever makes your phone is reading everything that's on there. So, okay, you just added another guy to the to the list, and pff, is that such a big deal? Yeah, but no more than each of the other items uh, in isolation. But Des, when I opened up my phone or set up my my Gmail account, mm. it said that you know what's the what's the term they use? <laughs> Do you accept? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they have it's not ionized. It's, oh, it's something anonymized. Anonymized. anonymized anon- data. It's anonymized data, so it's it's nothing that can be targeted at me. <clears throat> this is general stuff. Yeah. They can only pull the stats for Ireland. They can't pull the stats for me. Mm. This is what you said a minute ago. This is what they've implemented. They've implemented, you know, in terms of if it's, you know, the operating system on your phone or the particular messaging app or something, they've implemented a so-called anonymization procedure to anonymize the data that they're pulling from your device, you know, quote unquote, anonymize the data. You know, it's not anonymized. Well, I guess it is anonymized. And then they quickly do the opposite. And be like, oh, <laughs> sweet. Fran McKeown is looking to buy a pair of jeans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but again, to the, you're in this world, I'm in this world, to the people who aren't like... And that's the again. This this kind of harks back to what I said just two seconds ago. There are people who will click or will 
click OK to the terms and conditions mm. because they don't have, you know, two weeks to, to read, read it stuff, or yeah. five years to do a degree course to understand it. Mm. They just click OK and they kind of, they feel safe that, you know, Google wouldn't do anything nefarious because Google has a kind of a, a relatively good image, I think, for the most part. Yeah, there's a, a phrase kind of amongst people who are into technology that um, when it comes to the internet and when a service is free, you're not the customer, you're the product. And I think that's something to bear in mind whenever you're availing of a free service on the internet. You're not the customer, you're the product. So in Google's case, Google provides you, let's say, with Gmail. I use Gmail, it's my email provider. They have read every email that I've ever sent in, you know, since I was 15. So I'm the product. My data that they collect and the information they know about me, that's the product that Google sells for money to advertising companies or to themselves to sell sell me ads. Now, I'm not a chump. I use an ad blocker and I'm basically tight as fuck so I don't usually buy things anyway. <laughs> so look, they can push all the ads on me they want. Yeah, you know. you're not their target market. No, well, I am, but it's going to be a tough cookie to crack, you know. Uh, give me a load of money and then target ads at me. Yeah, I'll spend that money on a pair of nice sweet jeans or something. But, you know, in the meantime, probably not. Um, but yeah, so like saying Google would never do these things. Google flat out doing these things all the time, all the time. And and of course they tell you, you know, that's Google's an advertising company. Every product they make is to forward their advertising arm. You know, they make an operating system for a phone so that they can see everything that's on your phone. They make an operating system for a computer so they can see everything that's on your computer. They make a browser and all of this stuff is freely available. You know, they make a browser, the Google Chrome browser, so that they can see everything that you browse. Even if you didn't buy their computer or you didn't buy their phone, hopefully you'll use our browser. And even if you're not using their browser, they've been found to be um, sneakily stealing information from other browsers, from Safari and from Firefox and other devices. So long as their browser was installed or even I think you visited their website they were stealing all the information in the background they got caught rapid by the by like the european antitrust whoever they are and they got fined yeah like a huge big fine but you know no thang for them to pay you know it was like (laughs) 600 million and they were like grand paid oh well of course they appealed it because you know standard procedure to appeal everything um but yeah a big fine but not by their standards you know worth it that's that's kind of running costs you know this big fine it's it's built in it's It's in the business plan yeah yeah when we get caught we'll appeal it when we fail the appeal, we'll pay the fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. And we'll have learned so much stuff about all of our customers in the background. So, you know, keep that in mind. When shit's free on the internet, you're not the customer, you're the product. And it's and when you're paying, is it any different? Yeah. Well, in some cases, Liz, there are some companies that um, they don't uh, either want to or have the ability to make any money off your data. So they want to sell you a product for money and then that's it. They're not collecting your data. They're not harvesting anything. Some of them. I'm not saying that's, you know, a, a good measuring stick to judge something by. If you're paying for it, then it must be good. Of course, Google also offer paid services. Um, you know, the big famous one in terms of privacy and price is Apple. You know, you pay a, a premium for an Apple device. They're not scraping all your data. I think they are tracking your location. I think that was something that came out recently. But, I mean, every cunt is tracking your location left, right and center. Um, but aside from that... I'm fairly sure you pay the premium. That's how they make money. They make money by selling, you know, so-called premium hardware at a certainly premium price. You know, they're not, they don't make money from ads. Apple. Do Apple even sell ads? Who knows? I don't think so. I don't have an iPhone, but I would have thought that if, I've, I've had iPhones in the past with different jobs that I've had, they've kind of been provided for me by the employer. Do you not get ads on an iPhone? I'm sure you do, of course, but they're probably not served by Apple. But I mean, if if Apple aren't getting paid for it, would they not, 
you know install an ad blocker of their own to save you the bother and use that as a selling point you know I, I'd nearly buy an iPhone as much as I dislike Apple I'd nearly buy an iPhone if it if came with blocker. a well I'm pretty sure your phone has an ad blocker built oh no in. I def- well I, if it does I'd, I'm not sure if it came pre-built in but I definitely have installed one mm, since yeah um, but I think their selling point you know the uh, vast portion of the Apple market isn't people reading the tech specs you know it's it's a nice piece of hardware yeah, yeah, it's, and, it's the new iPhone. Yeah, or you know, I'm I'm not saying they're they're not good, but people are buying them regardless. You yes, know, the queues around the door from the Apple Store and the shops that are selling their products aren't because the specs are through the roof. You know, the specs are basically pretty standard. But like you said, it's the new iPhone. It's a cool product that you know certain people want, and they're going to buy it hand over fist as quick as they can. So you know, I don't think they really need to push things like ad blockers and look a lot of services rely on, on ads to run run their sites and stuff like that so you know to, to flat out block them all on the browser might be a bit of a dick move yeah no that's that that's fair enough and on, on the hardware thing like it, it amazes me herself she has always as long as i've been with her the best part of 10 years has always had an iphone but that's by default because it comes with work and whatever mm-hmm. else. So as soon as she's due for an upgrade, she gets the new one. So she's had, you know, one through to six Ten. or seven or whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck we're on now, she, she's had them all. And because I'm into tech and into all that, not so much now as I was, I suppose, when I was younger, but I would have always been keen to get the, the latest and the new one. And like I might have went, you know, the Samsung Galaxy 1, 2, 5, 7, 8. But, you know, I'm... I'm staying relatively up to speed so there's been always two phones with us when we're out and about with with the young lad or whatever and when it comes to take a photo like every so often she'll go to take it by not thinking she'll try and use her own phone and then just go oh look it's not even worth it and over the course of that 10 year period whatever phone that I had was always better than her phone and the camera on a phone presumably is a a massive selling point for anyone. I mean, it's as much a camera these days as it is a phone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that interests me because you're saying, you know, you've been together for 10 years and she presumably had the, basically the first iPhone then, I guess, at that point. 10 years ago would have been the first iPhone or the second, you know, at the latest. Um, and at that time, those cameras were far better than the com- competition. I remember a friend of mine, we were in college in like maybe... First year, he had an iPhone. I had like, you know, an, an old dumb phone, a brick phone, didn't have any camera. And I was just amazed at the quality of his photos because they were comparable to the real thing. You know, they weren't just some shitty photo that, you know, you've been used to seeing on the back of your iPod or something like that. It was a good photo. But the the, the situation has flipped and then flopped again. I feel like Apple lost it once all the other manufacturers sort of started doing stuff. And then recently they've came back with, a nice camera the last few years. I know what you mean. Uh, but yeah, look, you say that um, cameras are a selling point. People just buy what they're given. You know, they go into the shop. I was in the shop uh, getting the SIM card in one of the network stores in, in town. And um, a woman came in and specifically asked for a, a model of phone. She knew the, the make and model. She said, I want the, I can't remember exactly what it was, but let's say it was the you know, the Samsung Galaxy S7. I want the S7, you know, a 600 euro phone. She left with like the J5, a 200 euro phone because I guess the person behind the desk had an agenda to sell the J5 or (laughs) they had no S7s left or whatever. But the conversation that took place was just so bizarre. Woman comes in, I want X. 
the staff member was like, okay, here's why Grant bought. You know, <laughs> people, in terms of that stuff, they say they care about, you know, oh, a nice camera. They buy the thing that's on the shelf when they walk into the shop. You know, and the same, if you're, if you're not in the loop and you're not like, you don't know what it is, yeah, you'll just buy whatever the fucking guy tells you to buy. Yeah, and the... The, the person that's that's selling it like the better trained they are the less influence you have on your own fucking decision making yeah, yeah. process yeah he was selling you a J5 before you even knew a J5 existed of course yeah. and and then you go home saying yeah got a bargain I went in for the S7 spent 200 quid delighted and you're like yeah it's okay you know it's not the thing you thought it was but you didn't know what that thing was so who cares no you li- know you're li- happy with yourself little did you know that in the little room behind the desk that you stood at was a leaderboard on the wall mm. with little stars who can sell the, the most name. J5s exactly yeah first to you know five yeah. goes home yeah, yeah. <laughs> and six pallets of J5s you know dripping wet just they're desperate to get these things out the door yeah it's guys actually out for a meal there recently and uh, the waiter was the waiter was great and he's what see this is the weird thing people want to be sold to and I know this because mm. my, my background is, is in sales yeah. and when I was working, I, oh, this is going fucking back 10 plus years ago, but I worked in a shop called Harvey Norman in Navin and we sold like washing machines Navin? and dishwashers. Is there a Harvey Norman in Oh, Navin? not Harvey Norman, fuck. Um, oh, Hardy. Hardy Electrical, that's what it was. Right. Old school mom and pop shops, long gone by the wayside. Uh, they sold what are called white goods, so washing machines, fridge freezers and, and all that kind of crack. But to their credit, they sent me on a, um, very cheap uh, sales course thing but I'll never forget what the guy said to me and he, he left a real lasting impression on me he said that the person that walks into the shop anyone it doesn't matter who they are the person walking into the shop wants to spend their money yes it's that's why, why they're, they're there. fucking there yeah. they so don't if know they what they leave, want to sell it on if they leave and they haven't spent their money that's fucking your fault mm-hmm. they came in they were already sold you know, do you know that kind of way yeah. that you're, you're not out pulling them, them in off the yeah. street? Yeah. They've walked into your shop. Literally. like Confirm yeah. to them, yeah, oh, that thing you want, oh, we don't have it, but here's something else, buy this, it's the exact same, please. You know, uh, like with the phone, woman comes in looking for something, yeah, oh, tell them this one is better and it's half the price. Why is it half the price? Because we have a thousand of them we need to ship. Yeah, you no, know? no, of course. Again, getting back to the meal story, went in and again people like being sold to you're out for a meal you want to you know you're there obviously to enjoy it you're there to get all the fucking trimmings and whatever else you'd never admit that you're there to be sold to say mm. you think you know what you want you know? of course yeah. but the, the waiter said uh, you know he came around to ask you alright blah 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 and even that coming over and being asked you're alright and then he goes off and then he comes back and asks are you ready to order and he goes off and he comes back like anyone who's worked in a restaurant knows that whatever way they come up to you that's how they're Told, told by to their employer yeah. to approach you and different restaurants have different styles and even down to like I've spoken before about all the little nuances that are in shopping centres or not shopping centres that's a supermarket it's all the little tricks you think you walk around and by yourself do you fuck you're led around the place by a carrot mm. like they, they dictate where you go and all the while you think oh you just have your own little route little do you know everyone uses the same fucking route but yeah, so here's an interesting one on the, the restaurant one. Restaurants will put good-looking couples in focal points of the restaurant. Oh, right. So if you that walk... That must be why I'm always putting the focal points. It must be. that. There you go. Yeah. But you, you get all dolled up. You and your missus, you're going out for an anniversary meal. You know, she's the fucking tan done and you've your shiny shoes on and, you know, the hair is gelled and you're both looking you're as well as you can look. You're being put where everyone can see you. 
you walk in, you know, when you're just finished work and you're covered in paint and you're fucking, you know, sweating and, you know, you're <laughs> scruffy just... Scruffy as shite. Scruffy as shite, basically, yeah. You're running to the fucking back corner. Yeah. And for the most part, that's kind of what you want a little bit too. Like. Yeah. You're not getting all dolled up so you feel good. You're getting all dolled up, you know, to be seen mm. and to feel good. Mm. Um, but again, sorry, going back to my own fucking story, that I keep interrupting myself here. The waiter came over and asked us, did we want a drink? And... Uh, no, I was driving, they were driving, she was driving, he was driving, uh, and he, he motioned to my mum, you know, would you would you like a would you like a drink? And she was like, um and he goes, You'll have an old sneaky drink, won't you? You'll have an old sneaky one. Oh, you'd yeah. love a sneaky little drink with, especially when no one else is drinking. She was like, Oh, would you like a glass of red? Nice glass of red and she kinda went, Oh fuck you, yeah, go on, I'll have one. And he walked off and she kinda she noted she mentioned it herself because she kinda copped that she'd been sold to and she said, I, I, think, I think she said, I hope I'm not misquoting her here, but she said something along the lines of, I nearly should have, I should have said no at a principal. Because I, just to I, spite him. Just not, yeah, just to spite, not even just to spite him, but just, you know, I, I don't appreciate being kind of sold it. Mm. Now, she didn't, and nobody does. Yeah. And that's why. And yeah. again, I've never worked in a, in a restaurant environment, but I know for a fact that the waiting staff, have targets like the guy in the phone shop have targets yeah. how many desserts you sell how many glasses of wine you mm. sell and you know you win at the end of the night you get a higher percentage of the tips or you get a fucking I don't know an hour off early or you don't have to do the dishes or whatever the fuck yeah. is, is the is the reward like but um cheers for the invite I know uh, I know you guys are going out for dinner now <laughs> <laughs> not by me long must have gotten lost in the post I'm going to try and dig us out of that other rabbit hole that we both went down, maybe me more so than you. The FCC, the vote, didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? Did we mention that already? I don't know. Did I don't we? think we did. Why didn't it happen? Actually, before you say that, can you tell people what... There's been a lot of controversy over this, has there? It was supposed yeah, to happen, Jesus the naming of it. Christ. Oh, sure, gee, like, where to start? Yeah, uh, it's kind of common procedure in the States to name you know, bills and laws as stuff that you can't possibly argue against. So that no matter what it is, when someone comes up against it, it sounds bad. So the original law that's been in place now since 2015 um, was called the, like, Internet Freedom Law, something like that. Internet Freedom Act, whichever way it works, like it's an act first, I guess, or a bill. The Internet Freedom Act, you know, and nobody could be seen to be against the Internet Freedom Act. What, you don't want freedom Freedom, on on the internet (laughs) in America? What, are you some sort of commie? (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, it was the Internet Freedom Act. Uh, Maybe I'm I'm probably misquoting that, but it's something, you know, along those lines. And now this one is the the real Internet Freedom Act. This is the, you know, Restoring Internet Justice Act. This one is actually called the Restoring Internet Freedom Act. So I guess the previous one must have been, you know, the Internet Policy, the Good good Internet Act, you know. Yes. Um, It's like the pro-life. Pro-life. You're against, you know, you're not pro-life. Yeah, I remember the first time being asked, was I pro-life or pro-choice? And I'd never heard that, like, sort of phrase before, as opposed to, you know, are you in favour or against abortion? And I was like, geez, I'm obviously pro-life, but I like choices as well. So I must be both. I must be pro-life and pro-choice. And then it was the same friend, actually, with the fancy iPhone at the time who who said to me, no, Des, you're not both. You know, pro-life is this and pro-choice is that. I was like, oh, well, then I'm definitely not both. You know, I'm absolutely one. And uh, I was like, the cheek of them to name their name their categories like that. Well, it's kind of fair enough. You know, it forces you to go down 
you know, one over the other because you can't be seen to be not, you know, either pro-life or pro-choice. No, of course, and this isn't a new thing. Like, I mean, the the marijuana stamp, was it the marijuana stamp act that was passed in the States in the, I don't know, was it the 50s or 60s, that essentially resulted in cannabis being illegal worldwide, was called the, the marijuana stamp act mm. or the, the marijuana something act. Because at the time in America, marijuana, which was the Mexican word for cannabis, was associated with, um, at the time they would have been called Negroes and Mexicans and jazz players, strangely, right, were, yeah. were, you know, musicians, yeah. you know. Uh, Bad things, Circus basically. people, yeah, exactly, of course. So they wanted to ban something that was deemed as bad. Yeah. If they were, cannabis at the time was a crop that was, you know, enjoyed by everyone for its fibre and, and everything else. You wouldn't have been able to pass uh, banning Ban cannabis. Ban the crop act. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So this this is nothing new, but mm. anyway. But sorry, you're even like we were saying before, um, you know, the Patriot Act. Oh, geez, yeah, I'm big Patriot. I'm totally in favour of that. Nice one. Sign your name here. You know, yeah. Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> but anyway, so this is the so-called Restoring Internet Freedom Act or Bill, whatever the fuck it's called. And um, yeah, there was like a period of comment, I think they called it, where, uh, you know, citizens of America were allowed to post their comments on a website so that the, the regulator that's, you know, charged with having their best interest could could look through the comments and see, you know, what do people want? And I guess on the internet, people are quite vocal um, when they're passionate about things. So there was a lot of people saying that they wanted to keep the existing law. And what ended up happening was that, um, you know, thousands of um, fraudulent comments were made using uh, disposable email addresses and, you know, automated systems using real American people's details saying that, oh, get rid of this law. This law is is bad and, you know, fake comments. But... um, that were automated. Now, it's not known by who, but obviously by people who want the law to be repealed, you know, yes. to be done away with. Um, that period then closed and there was a big whole argument about that. Different governors and uh, regulators saying, oh, this was a load of shite. You know, half those comments were fake. You know, we need to investigate them. And yeah, you've, you've based your decision on something that was just made up. By yeah, but sure. You know, the decision was made. You know, this kind of falls on party lines. So the decision was made, you know, last year when a Republican president was elected. So in terms of this comment period, that was like just a showpiece, you know. Oh, we'll ask the people what they want so that we can go ahead with our decision. Yes, you know, it's yes. not uh, to base it. We, ha- we had our decision already, you know, the vote was scheduled. Um, but yeah, I was trying to see earlier if um, if the vote was going ahead and there was like a big security uh, ev- uh, evacuation of the building, you know. This is literally just in the last couple of hours. Yeah, just this evening here, you know, obviously Irish time in the States, uh, East Coast is five hours behind. So, you know, I guess it's maybe afternoon there for them. But yeah, for us in the last hour or so, I was watching, it was actually live stream. So I was trying to see, you know, what way the vote's going to go. And um, there was some big security event, you know, big cop guys come in and everyone had to evacuate. And uh, I don't know, I didn't actually see if they came back to finish the vote. So the vote could be over could be postponed I hope like there was no big like you know danger or like nothing came of this evacuation but uh be interesting to see how it goes um and there was a, a huge push by by a lot of companies to try and either cancel it outright or um or just postpone it postpone the uh the vote altogether funnily enough uh I think I was telling you this before they scheduled the vote on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Yeah, in the States. <laughs> when no one was paying attention. When the only time, I'm fairly sure it's like the one of the very few guaranteed, you know, national holidays in the States where every fucker is off work. 
and is supposed to be at home, you know, having a turkey with their family or whatever. And nobody was listening. And this is so typical. You know, they do these things, you know, New Year's Eve or, you know, Christmas Day or Thanksgiving or something and, like and that. And sorry, but why would why would they bother? I mean, if they're, if they're so brazen in, in how they go about pushing these things through, like you were saying, like a Republican got elected. So the decision was made, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the getting people to vote was, you know, smoke and mirrors. And then on top of that, they well, fucking had a load of fake comments to... Yeah, yeah. You know, like, why why wouldn't they just do it on the day when everyone's looking and just go, you know, we vote with it's yes. a democracy, what about it? Yeah, well, because people are, I suppose, going on with something you've said before, people are, people are very easily led. So if it's on a day where everyone is listening and someone kicks up a fuss, that might catch on. You know, so if, if they didn't do it on Thanksgiving Day, let's say they did it on Cyber Monday, where every fucker is on the internet, you know, the, the Monday following Thanksgiving. If everyone, if they if they scheduled the vote that day, people would probably see, you know, some sort of online reaction to this thing and it might gain momentum to, to go one way or the other. I know where, what you mean. Whereas yeah. if you do it on, th- on Thanksgiving, you schedule the vote on Thanksgiving, it's under the radar. Nobody knows about it. Nobody's listening about it. The vote will come and go without people having realised and be like, oh, that thing, oh, fuck, right, okay, whatever. Yeah, Trump has had some mad tweets since and everyone's forgotten about of course or something else, you know something else has happened you've gone back to work the next day or something and business as usual something happened yesterday oh yeah I had a big Thanksgiving dinner with my family so if, if it's a yes or no vote so well it, it is a yes or no vote but as far as I'm aware there are five commissioners so it's a vote from five people and um, uh, three of them are Republicans so again it's a typical thing it's like party lines uh, the the Republicans want to repeal the law. The Democrats don't want to. So, you know, I, I if the vote goes ahead, which maybe it has already, I assume it's going to be a three-two vote to repeal it, like along party lines. Right, and the outcome then, either way, like what's going to happen? Like, give me a kind of typical scenario of what will happen if it goes one way or the other, and the and the fallout. Part of the reason for wanting to get rid of the existing law is that. It does the job that pe- I think people want, but it doesn't that a lot of people want, or maybe most people want, but it doesn't do it well. It uses old legislation, the legislation that was used for telephones and, you know, water pipes, and puts the internet into that category. So, if it stays, there'll probably be a push to change it at some point, to update it, to get rid of it and replace it with something new or better that's more you know, tailored to the modern day, basically, a a more up-to-date law. And if it's gotten rid of, there'll be no push to, well, I guess other people will want the law to come back, but that kind of isn't how it works. You know, if it's gotten rid of the law that exists, you know, I guess as soon as it's implemented, the companies have free reign, the internet service providers have free reign to jack the prices, start setting prices for, you know, times of the day to access their network and if you have high, high high bandwidth content yeah you need to pay us extra and yeah if you have a service that all the stuff I said before if you have a service that competes with our service oh sure we're not letting that go through the through the internet cables you know so could be a huge big deal it might take a little while you know a few months to really come into effect and then maybe a couple of months after that for people to start noticing oh my Netflix doesn't work or I guess I guess the big companies will just pay they'll kind of have no, no other option so from that point forward, the internet will be forever in the States as it is now. And no new internet-based company will be able to easily get a foothold. I wouldn't have known about any of this, mm. only only for you. And Aren't your... I great? Huh? <laughs> Aren't I great? You are, you're fantastic, guys, you're Cheers. fantastic. But therein lies the problem. I mean, I haven't heard any of my friends, like, I, sorry, I don't 
follow the the Irish news, say. Mm. Um, oh, well, it's been all over the Irish news. Has it? It hasn't, it's fuck. <laughs> Hilarious, because I was going like, to... The point I was going to make is, I don't watch the news, so maybe it is on it. Mm. But if it is, no one I know is fucking talking about it. But as you say, is it fuck? Look, it would probably fall into the category of tech news. It's not exactly tech... Well, I suppose that's the argument that it's not tech news when it comes to the internet. Every fucking thing is on the internet. But we've lost the Thomas there, you know, last week. And, you know... I guess in terms of Irish news, there's other stuff. Maybe this falls in the little section after the weather but before the sports or, you know, something like that. It hasn't at all been on the Irish news. I do subject myself to Irish news in the car. Um, but, like, is is there not... Fuck, I, I'm trying to make up a title here. Is there not, you know, an Irish Times or independent tech journalist who's screaming this from the fucking rafters saying, everybody wake up and look at what's happening? I'm sure there is, and it's buried in the tech section, you know, after the weather at the back of the Irish Times. I know what you mean. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a big deal. I guess it will be a big deal, um, depending on the outcome of the vote, you know, it, it going forward into the future. But look, there's other shit in the Irish news, you know, all that crap about those cunts standing down, and, you know, you know my my opinion on Irish politicians and some of the people in charge, you know. Uh, <laughs> I do. Yeah. The, 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 the ear of everyone listening has just pricked slightly. Right, yeah. Yeah, I oh know. I'm a big fan. Big fan. More the same. Well, what do you, what would you like to see changed? What what, like realistically now, don't get into your nihilistic mm. burn it all down and start from scratch. I'd never say mode. such a thing. Yeah. Um, ah, fuck Jesus. Where to start? Look, good that they got rid of the um, the old tarnish down on account of that whole email thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you about that. You were that that bit I do know, but so again, brilliant. you know, amuse me. Um, you know, ah, oh, tarnish down. I'm, I'm quoting this straight from the radio. So brilliant. Such a great sketch. Tarnished it. Did you see the emails we sent you? Oh, God, no. I didn't see or hear or have anything to do with any such emails. Oh, no, 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 no. There was a voucher for Tesco. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that email. I saw those emails. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically the equivalent of what happened. And, you know, look, it was a big email scandal. I think it was going back to the same Garda whistleblower thing that's been going on for so long now. But this is the breathalyzer thing, is it? Or? No, a different one. Um, Again, I'm so out of the fucking loop, it's unreal. Like. Yeah, look, some uh, some guard in, in the guards fucking blew his whistle, or whatever the whistleblowers do, and uh, people weren't happy about it. People really were like, you know, people who was blowing his whistle at weren't happy about it. Caused a big, huge deal, and um, there was a big fucking illegal, horrible smear campaign against him, which wasn't true. You know, it was one thing if it was true, but it wasn't true. And uh, then people tried to cover it up. And I'm fairly sure this is what uh, this round of email shite. No, yeah, that was it, as per usual. They were having the investigation into that. And uh, this person was supposed to hand over some emails and, you know, denied their existence or some shit and then got caught rapid. Because, I mean, they're sitting there on your computer like, <laughs> you know, you read them, you responded to some of them. <laughs> you know, so anyway, look... She did the right thing and went off into the sunset with her pension for the next 90 years. Yeah, they didn't, she didn't get fired. She, you know, stepped down. Yeah, she stepped AKA down. A.k.a. got all her benefits now, look, and fucking everything else. I'm, I'm saying she, I actually can't even remember her name or if it's a her or not. I'm sure there's some more politically minded people who are thinking, jeez, oh, well, obviously the tarnished it is, you know, such and such. But luck has been replaced by a, a guy who's supposed to be, you know, a bit less corrupt. So uh, a few <laughs> steps in the right direction. Come here, on... The- us not knowing about it, do the Americans know about it? Like, the the, the general, I know, you know, it's, it's hard for you to, you know, summarise the 
three hundred the opinion of three hundred million people. Mm. But are they aware of it? Is it in the American news? Because I'd be close. I'd probably be shamefully. I'm probably closer to American news than I am Irish news because yeah. I just deem it more kind of relevant. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. But is it is it making big waves in the states? But then again, if it was making big waves in the states, it'd be on our on our news. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know. I have a few American friends. One who I spoke uh, about this. I spoke with about her about this with her, and uh, yeah, she 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 of course knew about it, but she um, made the same point. Look, Republican in the White House, so there's going to be a lot of Republican stuff done. This falls into that category. Not we can do about it. And what about the? Actually, I, I I think it was specifically about this. I asked her, did she contact her um her senator, which is basically the only thing you can do. She's from Georgia, from the state of Georgia. So uh, she told me, look, I'm not gonna waste my time contacting the Georgian senators, um, because you know they're all Republicans. So this is an issue. Their their vote is sealed. Look, and she said, in fairness to her, she did say uh, that <clears throat> she should have. And a mutual friend of ours who's like super into all of this works uh, in, in politics um, would be upset with her and, you know, disappointed that she didn't call her senator and you know, let them hear her voice at least. But uh, she expected that it would have fallen on deaf ears. So she actually didn't bother. Yeah, I think that's... Jesus, that's, I suppose, what's wrong with but look, everywhere. I, I don't know if the Tanish is a man or a woman. I, 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 I know now lo- it's a man, but I don't know was it a man or a woman previously, so... I wouldn't know any of this, only you fucking tell me. Well, there we are, so look, yeah. Do you yeah. Know what I'm, <laughs> I'm just so disillusioned with the whole fucking thing, yeah. and in, in a way, this podcast is my attempt to, you know, do something, because, like, mm. the idea of me contacting an Irish politician to change anything it's just like oh Christ yeah. it's like trying to clean a car with a bucket of shit yeah. do you know that kind of way it's yeah. just it's... no offence to any politicians out there. <laughs> yeah. but look <laughs> are they the bucket of shit or the, are they the car the worst thing that they've done is I suppose alienate people but of kind course of from their point of view that's great oh it's fantastic I mean, if it's, you it's... alienate people who are in charge of whether or not you get re-elected fantastic yes. what you want is for six people to vote and three of them to be your mum, your dad and your wife yeah no, absolutely and then yeah. you've gotten half of the vote you know it's you know it's in the interest of, of those type of politicians to, to alienate the voters uh, so that people don't know what it's about and vote based on the guy who is from their area or has their family name or you know Looks like them, or you know, you go in and say, "Oh, that's 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 the guy with the black hair." Yeah, he he turned up to our local town. That fella, I'll vote for him based on what vague familiarness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, familiarness. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and I love the idea of maybe in the not too distant future. Maybe I can. I love I love the idea of this whole podcast or movement or mentality or whatever this off the lead business is. I love it to inspire some, or maybe not even inspire, but enrage. Mm. I love, I, I love the idea of somebody listening to us pulling their fucking hair out, going, "Oh my fucking god, you don't know the fucking name of our fucking tarnished. You don't follow politics. You don't have a fucking clue. Jesus fucking Christ! If you're listening and you're that person, I want to fucking hear from you, and I want you to put you opposite me, and let's you know fucking tell me because I love the idea of getting informed and giving people a platform to talk freely about these things because you're not going to be able to come on, you know, LMFM or whatever, you know, the national broadcaster isn't going to come on and let you say that you think this politician's a fucking prick and this other politician, she's a bitch and X, Y, Z. They're not really going to let you talk freely, number one. And two, they're not going to give you the time that it's going to take to give people listening a broad opinion of what's going on which this platform is designed to do you know yeah. one two three four hours if you've got something to say 
there's a ready appetite for people to listen to you. And uh, who is listening? Because unfortunately, I suppose I should admit that I haven't listened to any of them. Yeah, you bad cunt. Yeah, uh, I haven't listened I'm, to any of them. I'm not sure who specifically, but it's over 1,500 people in nice. 20 countries, as it stands. What? Yeah, the overwhelming majority of that is in Ireland. And I can only assume that the people that are listening to it in the other 19 countries are Irish Irish people. abroad? Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm assuming. Someone with like a sweet tour network going on in their house down in Mayo or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Um... But yeah, so being honest with you, I don't really know. But that 1,500 people in 20 countries is on the back of nine, yeah, nine Facebook posts on like on my Facebook page. I have, I don't know, 450 friends or something. Okay. So, you know, I don't have the, the dedicated page up yet. I haven't pushed to promote it. It's not on YouTube yet. It's it's loaded in the background, but I'm, I'm kind of constantly tweaking it until it's, until I'm more comfortable that it's ready for a kind of a, a larger audience. But, um, yeah, so it's had what I what I would consider to be absolutely stupendous, incomprehensibly mm. good Did you say reach. 1,500 people? Yes. And, like, what is it, three hours-ish? Yeah, well, there's 20-plus hours up over the course of the nine podcasts. Like nice, they, that's a lot of hours. It's unfucking believable Like, what's that in days? What's 1,500 times three hours in days? Yeah, fuck, I don't... Yeah, Jesus, I have no idea. hundred hours in days? Insane. So Insane. It's like, like uh, nearly 200 days worth of content. But the beauty of it is that I haven't robbed anybody else's content. No. If that makes sense. Yeah, or I, listeners. They're, they're not, no, they're, they're not listening to me at the expense of anyone or anything else. They're doing what they would have been doing anyway, but instead of listening to the fucking radio or to the hum of a bus... Or whatever it is, you know they're they're listening to this for you know whatever reason. So if wow, that's incredible. Well, just as you're talking there, I was kind of checking my math. I think it's like 180 days of content. Listen, 1500 to. by three. Yeah. Yeah, my back of the napkin math <laughs> is bad now, so I'm just going to smile and nod here. Like, pleasantly. if you lined all those people up and told them to listen one after another, it would take half a year, six months, six months. That's not, is it? It couldn't be. 180 days is happening. Well, now, to be fair, there's nothing to say that they've all listened to them. Entirely? Yes. Okay. Like, you know, um, for all I know, a thousand of those could have been people listening for 10 seconds. By accident. This is shit. (laughs) And and turning it off. But if if that was the case, they're not coming back and listening to episode two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. True. And a a weird thing, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but a weird thing or something that I found weird is you're going to go live tonight. Like, more or less in the next, you know, is this not live so. now? <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. It will be. Give it time. Give I, I it thought time. you said we're live at the beginning. I did, yeah. I don't know where that even came from. I think Rogan says that. I think I robbed that directly from Rogan's fucking playbook. Nice, nice. But, um, you know, who else to fucking rob it from? Only the man with 120 million downloads a He month. hardly has six months worth of listenership. No way. Oh, like, in, like I do. Like you do. Couldn't, in 20 couldn't, countries. Couldn't, no, couldn't, no way. Couldn't no chance. possibly have near the reach that I have. But uh, yeah, an interesting thing is when you go live, let's say tomorrow, let's say let's say the the average listenership is just a figure out in my head is, is fifty a day. Okay. So it will it'll be fifty a day, and it's always fifty a day. And then when a new one goes up, it spikes. So a new one goes up, and it goes up to one hundred and twenty. What goes up to one hundred and twenty? The amount of people that have listened that day. So to that episode or to all the episodes combined, that day. All the episodes combined. 
Okay. So let's say across all the episodes, I'm getting 50 a day. Again, I'm not yeah, quoting yeah, these. I'm just yeah. literally making yeah. these figures up. So every day, 50 people are listening to whatever podcast I have online. So 50 on the Monday, 50 on the Tuesday, 50 on the Wednesday. This goes up on the Thursday. So this, because it's Thursday evening, no one will really see it till probably Friday. So instead of it being 50 views on Friday, it'll be 120 views on Friday. Right. And you'll be like, fucking hell, Des is after contributing 70 Additional, additional views. views and then I'll go into your specific podcast and check two. the viewers <laughs> it will literally be two yeah and at the start I was like what the fuck how, how is that even possible or what, what's going on and what I think is happening I've, I've no way of kind of confirming this but what I think is happening is people see oh fuck he has another one up I have better watched. fucking yeah. catch up. Hilarious. So it so, spurs people to listen to four, five, and six. It seems that which little do they know that they're not sequential or in any way, you know, chronological. The the episodes, you know, don't uh, spoiler alert. You don't need to listen to eight before you listen to nine. Very very true. But I know from my own podcast consuming, uh, or my own podcast consumption, like I'd follow Joe Rogan say and Blind Boy. Not that he needs a fucking plug, but if there's anybody listening to this and they're not listening to the Blind Boy podcast, get on Blind Boy's podcast. He has, I think he's doing them weekly. I think he's about seven up. He puts them up every Wednesday. But just look, whatever you're listening to this on, whether it's Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever else, check out Blind Boy's. It's, it's fucking class. Pay promotion right there. Yeah. <laughs> Doshing out big dollar bills for this. And now there's some skeptical cunt thinking, oh, was that their, uh, you know, acknowledgement that this is a paid promotion? <laughs> yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it fucking most certainly is not. Unless someone wants to pay us. <laughs> and by us, I mean me. I'm not, not refusing money from anybody who's listening. Not refusing money. But um, yeah, with my own podcast consumption, I'd follow, let's say, Joe Rogan or Blind Boy or that. And if I, Joe Rogan's a better example because he'd put up three in a week. That's so, crazy. You know, yeah, and I, again, they're two, three hours long. Like I, I'm so, you know, not in the podcast sphere. The idea of putting up two, three hour long podcasts three times a week, to me, that shouts uh, quantity over quality. And I know tons of people love Bro I love Rogan. Him. I love him. Now, again, I'm listening to him religiously for fucking two years. So at my stage now, I am cherry picking. Like, okay. okay. I, I like there's out of his last 50, I might have only listened to, or oh, I don't know, 20 or 30. But even that's colossal. That's colossal. Colossal. But, and again, no, I'm comparing that to like going to the movies or to the cinema. You know, you're talking two and two hours, three hours. Have you gone to see the cinema f- or to watch, like, let's say, a, a TV show that's three hours long? Yeah, but I can't go to the cinema. Like, I, I have to drive to Dublin in the morning, a, mm. a van loaded up full of produce mm. there. So I leave the house at yeah. four o'clock in the morning to be in the city centre for, you know, a quarter to five or so. I can't be in the cinema while I'm driving there. Yeah, yeah not, not yet, not yet. Not yet, no. Give give VR and fucking Elon Musk uh, a few more years. But, uh, Moving swiftly away from my podcast and swiftly towards Elon Musk. Um, what I was going to ask you earlier about people, you know, not paying attention to what's going on or not being in the loop. Has Elon Musk or, and, you know, or Jeff Bezos or any of these kind of superstar business people that everyone has heard of, um, are they not kind of being vocal about this, this uh, <clears throat> vote? And surely they're enough in the loop to know the the consequences and, and repercussions of this. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, well, I say obviously, um, so I guess not obviously. Um, Musk, you know, with Tesla and SpaceX and all that, not really an internet company. 
So Elon Musk, not an internet company, but quite interestingly, he was one of the very few, own, uh, one of the only few uh, kind of big tech, you know, guys to um, to sit on the White House technology advisory panel when Trump came in. A lot of them, a lot of the other guys kind of shunned him because of comments, you know, obviously Musk is an immigrant to America, hence the name Elon. Is he is he Ukrainian or South African or Actually, something? Oh, South African, no, they just yeah, say it, um, Sergey Brin from uh, from Google. He's not exactly, you know, a Texan. I think he's Russian or something like that. Like all those big tech guys are. Um, uh, well, a lot of them are, you know, immigrants to the states, or their parents were immigrants to the so states. So you'd assume inherently anti-Trump. Well, basically, yeah, and you know, they're obviously bigger than than just petty little things like that, but um, anti some of the policies. You know, a lot of the policies that were, you know, forcing them to, well, aiming to force them to bring manufacturing back to the States that they didn't want to do. So a lot of them shunned them. Musk was one of the few who, who didn't shun them and was did sit on the advisory council, the technology council uh, to the White House, you know, from day one. But like only recently, he just had to bail ship his his original point that he kind of made to sort of say he's not a Trump fan so that everyone didn't think he was, you know, that way inclined was that... Um, Look, if you don't agree with something and you want to change it, easier to change it from the inside than, uh, you know, sitting at the table than shouting from the outside. Yeah, of course. Um, so, look, he sat at the table, he did his part, but he had to part ways not too long ago. Um, so, he, I don't think he has actually voiced any concern or issues over this because, look, he's not a technology company, really. But, I mean, and, is, is there his technology company counterpart Well, there is, is or? Uh, Jeff Bezos with Amazon. You know, Am- uh, whatever the guy's name is, Bezos, Bezos. He doesn't want... You know, Amazon being slowed down or the images of the products not loading properly. Imagine, you know, if Walmart paid a bundle of money so that their online shopping portal, you know, was speedier than Amazon's. You know, so Amazon uh, voiced their concern in line with all the other guys, Microsoft. Voiced their concern or, you know, through a couple of hundred billion at the problem? See, the problem is that a couple of hundred billion have been thrown at it. Well, not billion, but the pro- it's... There's like so much money surrounding this issue already. Um, so the head, the chief commissioner of the FCC, um, the guy has a difficult to pronounce name, so I'm not even going to try. But uh, him, he's like an ex-employee of Verizon, which is um one of the largest ISPs in the states. In fact, the second largest ISP in the states. So uh, and he's Republican, obviously. So uh, you know. Throwing money at him isn't going to solve the problem because he's drowning in money that's been thrown at him. That's that's why he's working there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like throwing a bucket of water at a drowning man. Like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, I don't think throwing money at them was was the solution to this because, to be honest, that's the problem. That's that's this problem. Yeah, of course. Uh, this problem is, uh, you know. Uh, big corporation wants to remove the regulation regulators power to regulate them uh, so they got a guy in the office and the votes you know supposed to be happening today so you know it's it's pretty standard business as usual they threw a lot of money at the problem you know and everyone says about trump that he has you know a lot of ties to corporate america and all his claims to be looking out for the working man and you know jobs in america it's all bullshit that he's he's just he's a kind of corporate shill which look i don't really care about trump in in, in fairness but uh i i would agree with that in, in this instance so uh they've all voiced their concern amazon bezos whoever all voiced their concern but i don't see them throwing a lot of money at him uh, they, they might have, I guess they did. You know, they've all written those open letters trying and to lobbied whatever way they lobby. Yeah, in, in the regular way, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a throw a load of money sort of thing. Um, you know, I guess Bezos or Bezos, whatever the hell his name is, Jeff. 
is far busier throwing his money at other things, like far, far busier. Tell, tell me more about that now, because you, you've you've told me a little bit about Amazon, and I think Irish people in general have missed. The well, whole you know, Amazon Amazon thing. Amazon's an Irish company, Fran. Oh, should they have an, an office down no. in somewhere, do they? The head office. That's an Irish <laughs> company. They're based in Ireland. Actually, I don't know why you're laughing. Amazon's I've got 12 and a half reasons to be laughing, Des. Yeah, yeah, or less. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say he has about 40 billion reasons to be to be delighted that it's an Irish company. So go on, ex- expand on that now for the for the uninitiated, myself included. Yeah, which is what? Like, what's Amazon? Amazon is like the yeah. biggest online retailer in the States, you know. But and- I, I think to, to a lot of people listening, that will sound similar to mm. Alibaba yeah. is the biggest, you know, whatever the fuck they are. No one, no one in Ireland's heard of Alibaba, really. Yeah. And ah, people know Alibaba. Ah, vaguely, they know it exists. I mean, I couldn't like, it's a, it's a version of eBay, is it? Like that's my honest uh, idea. You, it. it's a <clears throat> Chinese um, online site where you can buy stuff in at incredible prices, but usually in big bulk, in uh, um, varying quality. And uh, so, like, a, so like an industrial or commercial version of of eBay. Yeah. You know, I I know some people who have looked at, you know, buying a T-shirt for 40 cent, provided you buy 600 of them. Yes. And they take six weeks to get shipped. Yeah. You know, so if you want 600 T-shirts or you have 600 friends and you all want a T-shirt, that is the place to go. Um, you know, there are some people, um, sort of entrepreneurs that would um, buy a lot of merch on Alibaba. Alibaba is a great place to buy merch. You should look into it and uh, get a lot branded either there. You can get them to do the branding. You know, you, you provide the... The, the branding as such and they'll apply it to the merch get shipped and you know flag it to a load of cons. Um, sweet hats mugs t-shirts cups you know swimming caps whatever it happens to be little shorts uh, you know running jerseys and stuff anything um, so yeah uh, it's popular in, in that sense um, yeah no I'll, I'll definitely go down that, that route I mean I'm, I am 100% completely committed to the whole merchandise element of off the lead because mm-hmm. I think it's the mentality of kind of being off the lead and not you know towing the line and not just watching what everyone watches and just having a bit of fucking autonomy and a bit of I don't know self-respect to a degree and a bit of uh, ownership of your own life and your own destiny that's that's something that's worth promoting and I think there, there's a lot of people out there that are doing it already but they don't have you know, a, sweet merch you know, <laughs> that they badly need at an affordable price. <laughs> no, but they, they don't have a they don't have a collective yeah, kind of banner yeah. to fucking fly under. Yeah. If, if that doesn't it, sound too patronising no, or fucking um, self obsessed, it's or funny when when people you know are are wearing their merch, uh, and if you see someone else wearing it, especially for something that's uh, you know niche like this. That uh, <laughs> sorry, something that's niche like this, at least for now, podcast and and in terms of uh, your own particular podcast, there's a little sort of nod of respect of uh, acknowledgement. Oh, you've the off the lead T-shirt. Oh, I have the off the lead you know bag. Look here it is. Yeah, well, put it this way. Again, uh, getting back to Joe Rogan, he is his merchandise. I have an honest T-shirt or an NIT. Is that his thing? That's that's his brand. What does that uh, mean? It's part, he's part of the Honored Academy. Um, on it as in like, let's get on it? Or yeah, what? I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm not, now again, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I just threw my money at it. Came up on an ad on Facebook. A, a mate of mine, he actually, he said he was getting it and I said, yeah, fucking definitely. Nice. But the reason I said, yeah, fucking definitely was because, put it this way, if I was, you know, out and about and it, let's say if I was in fucking Aldi doing me shopping and a lad walked by me with an on it t-shirt mm. I'd be nearly inclined You'd stop to, and have a chat I fucking would you know yeah. that and any lad wearing an on a t-shirt because 
you know, it's it's not in pennies and duns and TK mm. Maxx and every other cunt and yeah, Like it's just country. that little bit more effort to buy as opposed to you bought it by accident when you went into Tesco to get groceries. Yeah, exactly. It's not a hand, like nobody in Ireland has a hand-me-down on a t-shirt from their cousin or their brother no. or, or whoever else. Not yet, anyway. Not, not yet, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's that kind of, I don't know, a kind of a, a group mentality that I'm trying to yeah, like it's a, it's like a, it's like a club or something. Yeah, but I've been tying with different kind of uh, definitions of it. I don't know whether it's a fucking club or a cult or a religion or a you know like an well, ethos. If it's a religion, or... Dibs leader. But you see, the cool thing about a religion is there's a lot of fucking decent tax breaks, so you could kind of <laughs> yes. pawn it off as a religion. Do you yes. know that kind of way? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now again, I haven't looked. I haven't looked into it. But put it this way: religious institutions don't pay rates. So if I wanted to set up like a, a hub. Um, or like a rent a unit in the same way that you go to a mixed martial arts club. Mm. If you could go to an off the league club where maybe there was a a live broadcast of of what we're doing here now. Maybe yeah. there's maybe there's people that would like to look at this in person. Maybe there's a I don't know a questions and answers piece or some sort of uh, event. anything, yeah. anything, like something because yeah. I think there's a real some sort of a food kitchen for homeless cunts or something. Whenever the fuck it is. Um, but it's something to just kind of, I don't know, rally people around and something that people can, I don't know, wake up to certain things. Like, I know myself, like, Jesus Christ, I wish I was listening to these types of conversations when I was 15. I'd be a completely different person by now mm. and I wouldn't have made half the fucking mistakes, stupid mistakes, needless mistakes that I've made since I was, you know, a teenager or that. Yeah, that's why I think uh, TV is such shite. You well, could. yeah. Well, you were that. You kind of. I can't. I can't give you credit, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. But I got off the TV and radio and newspaper bandwagon a long, 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 long time ago. Um, you go one step further. I think that you you would go as far as to say that you don't like TV programs or movies. Now, I would. I will sit down and watch a box set, or I'll sit down and I'll go to the cinema. I enjoy movies and all that. You've gone one step further, and and don't do any of that well, even. It's, you know, it's not that I, it's going to come across weird for people who don't know me, but, you know, I don't like anything. <laughs> Except Eminem. Well, I like Eminem, that's true. <laughs> Eminem and YouTube, that's, that's, no, but like, um, in terms of movies, you know, it's not that I don't go to the movies on some sort of moral high ground or something. I don't like movies, any movie. I, you know, I actually saw that movie Dunkirk recently by myself because my lame friend didn't turn up but <laughs> <laughs> again that was a free ticket thing wasn't it it was a free ticket and thing nothing it was better a, to do thing and the special screening in the uh, film institute you know uh, again with a, with a friend who I don't really hang out with that much just because of the distance so yeah it was uh, we were hanging out he happened to have free tickets to a special screening at Dunkirk. And the movie was great, but I think it was more the experience. The, you know, it was a special screening in, like, the original 50-inch film or something, so it had a real authentic movie feel to it. You know, it wasn't Avengers 8. <laughs> <laughs> um, but which, you, which you've still to see. No, I have the box set. I'm wait, wait, <laughs> wait, waiting for the box set to download. Um, but, you know, you're saying there about TV programs. I actually have no problem with TV programs, as stupid as that sounds. It's the medium of TV it's the turn on the TV and passively consume whatever the fuck is on for the next now until you go to bed. Yeah, no, Oshin touched on that, uh, a, a previous guest, Oshin Fari. He recalls sitting down to watch something mm. that was coming on at eight. And it was six. At f- yeah, five or six. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, whatever was on, on the four or five fucking <laughs> channels he had, because this is obviously back before, you know, Sky and everything else. Okay. Everyone had 
what we call poverty TV now. Like, you know, you had five or six channels, RT1, 2, TV3 wasn't even a thing, I don't think. Nor was TG Cahar, presumably. I don't think that was even a thing. Maybe it wasn't. I, I remember TG that. TG Cahar was, was out forever. No, I don't think so. I'm, there you go. Jesus, I hope I'm not misremembering this, but I'm fairly sure I remember TG Cahar becoming a thing. Right. Now, I might have been very young, okay. but it's still in, in living memory, so... Okay. Um, well, of course, like TV is in living memory. TV is nearly in your living memory. Like TV is certainly in your mom's living memory. Fuck yeah! You see, that's the thing that you're we saying. TG like, Cahar is in living yeah, memory. It's <laughs> like, like, geez, Louise, fucking hell! Fucking World War One is in living memory for some yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, absolutely, it's fucking hilarious. And we we touched on this earlier. Like, I I remember clearly being in my granny's house she passed away recently she was a hundred she was just a hundred hundred yeah hundred and something um, my granny our granny <laughs> us being cousins and all but uh, I remember being down in in our granny's house ah fucking years ago I was only small but there was a black guy there um, Father Sheeda I think his name was and the reason that he you call was, him a black guy he's kind of more than a black guy isn't he isn't there a more personal association with your family than a black guy yeah well I was just going to say oh sorry I was like what the hell story is this that he's telling no 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 no. he was was a black guy and he happened to be the priest that married my parents so he was back that's the point I was saying he was a black guy who was coming back to Lady Rat where he married my parents but I remember at the time so within my lifetime uh, I probably would have been five or six or so him being in the house and I remember clear as fucking day other people coming to my granny's house that was full of people, all of whom I knew because they were all, you know, my family and, and relatives, whatever else. Whatever, yeah, yeah, of course. Or people who, who would who I would have seen in my granny's house before. And I remember seeing new faces. And they were there to see the black guy. <laughs> That's how fucking recent in real life. everything is. Yeah, in yeah. real life. Do you know what I mean? This isn't a fucking sketch show or yeah. a Father Ted episode yeah. or whatever It wasn't else. A, a zombie. It was just a black guy. Just, yeah, just a black yeah. He wasn't eight foot tall. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't famous. Yeah. You know, there was nothing abnormal about him Full stop. Mm-hmm. He just he just happened to be black, and it was just such a such a new thing for people back. How then. was there a black priest back then? In in uh, for people who don't know, the location is extremely rural. Yeah, very 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 rural. Um, but then again, you know what? An hour and a half from Dublin. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, so which not... is the most rural it could be. Any further, and it'd be close to Galway or somewhere. Yeah, well, very true. Yeah, very true. So um, the reason he was there, I, I don't. I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know how he ended up marrying my my parents okay right he um, wasn't the local priest god no no not at all um, no I, because I, I guess people weren't travelling to see the local priest no no um, now again people hadn't travelled to see him I think you know a crowd the lad had down gathered the, <laughs> a lad down the road had heard that you know your man the black priest was back and he'd never seen a black man before so just kind of wanted to go down and see nice. him like mad like almost like a fucking a sketch from a comedy a show a sketch yeah it exactly. reminds me of the only gay in the village Yes, you know, yes, he was he was the only black in the village and people came down to fucking see him. Like, um, reminds me, like. you told me here at, at your house now that when you were growing up as a kid and you'd be like out in the garden or maybe down in the field or whatever, that um, when you'd hear a car coming, you... No, that wasn't me, no, no that was uh, my dad. Oh, that was your dad? Yeah, yeah, my dad, yeah. Now he, if he was alive now, he'd be 80, just to give people a, an idea of the timeline. And he remembers, like he grew up in the same road that we're on here now. Okay. So, you know, a main road five minutes from Navan, uh, a national primary road. Um, he, I remember him telling me that 
when they were kids, they'd be out playing in the fields, you know, fucking Doing cowboys whatever. and Indians yeah. or whatever, eating slugs and snails and whatever <laughs> young boys do. When well, 80 years ago. Um, I guess 70 well, years ago. Yeah, probably seven. Yeah, so yeah, probably about seven years ago. But he remembers clearly as a like a regular thing, a, a regular occurrence. They'd be out playing and they'd hear something and everyone would freeze and just kind of look at each other. And all the ears pricked. And they're like, fuck, is that a car? And they'd run like fuck to the road to hopefully get a glimpse of either the car driving off in the distance or best case scenario it passing by yeah to see it coming in and, action a yeah, live yeah, car yeah and like wow like literally kids yeah. and t- think of that from like an aerial perspective mm. think of a, a car pattering around whatever breed of car would have been around like just endless streams of people kids running from out of the it. ditches and you know desperate to, to get a glimpse of this like, yeah, and not to get a shot of driving it or to get in it and have a look around just to see it yeah and I'm, I'm not talking about you know the I'm not talking about my dad who was a historian who studied mm. ancient Ireland. Like, yeah. do you know I mean, this is yeah. just my my dad, yeah. not even my dad's dad. Yeah. My dad when he was a kid. Yeah, crazy, insane. And even our granny that, that passed away there and was it February or March of this year at the ripe old age of a hundred. No, it was You're during the summer. Fuck, her was her it that birthday in was in. Oh fuck, that's what I'm confused. You're thinking of the hundred birthday? January. Yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, she passed away during the summer. Sorry, apologies. She was like a hundred months, a hundred years, and six months or something. So yes. It was halfway through the year, July or something. But to think that she was literally older than the Republic of Ireland, older than the state, yeah. technically grew up in England, like in, technically in, yeah, was born in, in England, in, you know, Navan, just yeah. outside Navan. Like. Yeah. Well, of course, not England, you know, not England proper, like the empire. No, but like, the, yeah, the United Kingdom or whatever the yeah. fuck it was called or referred to back then, I don't, I don't even know. But, pre, uh, well, I guess during World War One, pre-World War Two. Pre like electricity in the house, pre oh, running water. Yeah, they didn't have good broadband back then. You yeah, know, it was. Yeah. She had sixteen kids <laughs> and no broadband, no it- Netflix, <laughs> no YouTube. No to- fucking. No wonder she had sixteen kids. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this isn't you know, like we call it kind of history, but like what's what's fucking history? Do you know that kind of way? It's, yeah. it's so fucking recent. If it's like your parents' life. That doesn't yeah. mean, you know, your, is that your, your, your mum and your dad? Like, yeah, you know? is that going in a history book somewhere? You know, I don't think so. It's it's mad. What's been your experience? Because to give people listening, it's not obviously not a visual. You're what? What would you even say? Brown? Ripped? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ripped and sweet. <laughs> Ripped and sweet. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise we were going that. I thought we were going to talk about how ripped I am. But no, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to hear about ripped Jardines. I'll put up a ripped photo of you, okay? Sweet, nice. <laughs> Good stuff, that's all I'm here for. Drive some followers towards my uh, sweet YouTube channel. What was the... Would you even call it a racist comment? The swimming comment? Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, it's, ha- I, it's hard to call it a racist comment, is it? Look, I suppose nearly by definition it falls into racism, but was it you know mean spirited certainly not it was in fact probably the opposite it was you know an old man saying the first thing that came into his mind it's fucking hilarious just <laughs> amuse the people that are listening yeah. you don't know what the fuck we're on about so swimming away um, in Dunleary in County Dublin with a friend of mine uh, a popular swimming spot called the 40 foot swimming away you in know, the, the sea like on the in, coast in, in the yeah. sea yeah exactly uh, during the summer uh, there's a little ring of boys that you can swim around and we happen to be swimming anti-clockwise around them and there was this older gentleman swimming clockwise around them so at one point out in the sea our pads crossed and you know mid-stroke he <laughs> sticks his head one way out of the water 
I'd say you're used to warmer waters. <laughs> and then, boom, keep stroking. And for a minute, I was just like, hold up, phone. what did he say? I was like, right, okay, you know, I'm not used to warmer waters, but okay. <laughs> anyway, so on we went, and um, this is my friend Anton and I, and uh, we finished our little um, anti-clockwise loop, and then you're, you, you have to return. So we were on the return leg to come back. And, um, of course, we cross paths with this old guy again and this time you know the boat of all of us are on our return journeys we're kind of a bit tired from the swim whatever so we're sort of putting around uh and we we stopped to talk next to one of the boys um just floating out there and uh then he says to my friend anton who's ukrainian um and i guess he kind of looks ukrainian if that's a thing so the the guy the older guy says to him huh should look at you you could be spanish or anything and it was just like whoa like okay yeah i guess he could be but you know so could you (laughs) so could i um so anyway yeah we stopped to talk to him you know just ah having a nice day nice day for a swim yada yada and on he went and on we went and we just laughed about it but yeah i guess look it falls into the or does it yeah i suppose it does fall into the racism category but mean-spirited you know certainly not he wasn't he I, I guess it could be seen to be insulting or rude but he wasn't trying to hurt anyone's feelings or nothing like that you know i guess he was trying to make conversation in a weird way yeah in, yeah. in his own unique innocent innocent is a very polite way of putting it yeah. in his own unique innocent way yeah and i think that i think a lot of what's called racism in ireland a lot of it's innocence, really, is it? Well, certainly some of it is. You no, know, no, don't get me wrong. There are people out there who are just complete racist wankers, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, look, I've had I've had both. I've had the, those funny little comments from people. I think I might have told you in, before about the priest. Oh, the priest is brilliant. The priest yeah. is brilliant. Again, just... Yeah. I, I just... I, I'm, not only do I want you to tell it to everyone listening, but I'm just... I'm dying to hear it again, like... I recently... Well, not recently, but at the time of the the instant I had, had recently moved to Kildare was, you know, newly in the house, you know, like one day or something. And uh, I was a, a rented house that was owner-occupied. Um, so the... The landlady lived there, but she wasn't there, you know, the second day I was there. And the doorbell rang. And I was like, oh, geez, oh, gee, I, I guess I'll answer that. You know, I'm living here now. So, yeah, I'll go answer that. Answer it. And there in front of me in all of his gowns and everything, a priest, you know, white haired old man, you know, in the gowns. No question whatsoever. A priest. You know, there he was. And he says to me, oh, you know, sees me, obviously, and says, <laughs> oh, you, you must not be from here or something along those lines. And I was like, oh, OK, kind of thinking to myself oh it's a priest he's trying to you know sell me on something the sooner he goes the better so I was sort of happy to let him think I'm not from here and send him on send him on his way and he sort of gestured at the little collar as if I didn't know what it was I'm a I'm, I'm a priest I'm a priest I'm the local priest I was like oh yeah I see that there and um what does he say to me where are you from is that what he said yeah where are you from and I was like oh maybe he's heard my Navan accent and that's what he means or maybe he's being a bit racist and he means you know why do I look to way I look <laughs> and I said to him well England originally ah India <laughs> you must be Hindu so <laughs> and I'm just looking at I'm like wow okay and uh, he says to me well I shan't waste your time you know uh, nice meeting you again kind of being polite in yeah, his own yeah, little yeah. way <laughs> um, I'll be off 
And I was like, okay, grand. And off he went. Yeah, what do you, what do, you do with that? Like, I mean, oh, what, gobsmacked. You, I, I was just going to say, like, how, what did you feel or what did you do or Said say, or... blatantly to him, you know, in as clearly as I'm speaking now, in what I think is a fairly normal accent from Ireland. Oh, I, I guess, like, from England, if that's what you mean. Ah, yes, India. India. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, and and so anyway, Annie went, but like those those types of incidents, look, that's funny. Look, you're laughing, I'm laughing. I'm fairly sure I even text your mom to say to uh, tell her this, to tell her how funny, funny it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. oh, I'm so upset or nothing like that. You know, yeah, obviously. I'm moving back, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, um, you get. I've had endless, endless, endless experiences like that. There was another one in Kildare, or maybe I won't bore your listeners. No, but. go for it, man, go for it. Because again, I think I'm I'm lucky in a sense that. Like you're a first cousin of mine, so yourself and your brother and your sister have been kind of part of my life and, and all the rest of it. And I, I, I nearly fucking shudder to think what my view of brown people call them would be if I wasn't kind of exposed to yourselves and yeah. didn't know you, etc. Yeah. And I think didn't I'm didn't take it for granted that you know we're normal people. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird one. But uh, sorry, no. But on that, yeah, no, do because I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear um, whatever it is and more if you have them. Like. Uh, so I was travelling from Kildare to Dublin, same town, you know, a few weeks or months later, whatever. I was only living there for a year, so it was during that year on the train. And going with um, the girl I was going with at the time, who actually is Indian, which is kind of ironic. Well, not ironic, but it just adds a little layer of hilarity to the story. Sitting on the train, and we are going somewhere in Dublin or something, and had brought, like, a little packed lunch of stuff to eat on the train, you know, because it's basically too tight to buy food in Dublin. <laughs> and... Um, so we're sitting in like a little booth on the train and uh, an old guy opposite us. Huh, what has you here to the two of us? As if, jeez, two. And the town was a Thai, which is, you know, a small kind of glorified village, a big village, small town. Yeah, a rural place, yeah, yeah. small town. Yeah, and um, he's like, huh, visiting the Thai, are you? Looking at us like, they came from India to a Thai. <laughs> Why? And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I live here. And I'm Irish, and I've lived in Ireland like all my life. <laughs> but I didn't tell him. I kind of looked at uh, Nikita at the time, and I was like, "Well, she is Indian, yeah. So fuck it. She has well, she hasn't come from Indian because she's American, but whatever." <laughs> um, and so he says, "Oh, you know, why is here? What he's doing? He's, he's on holidays." And you know, she was on holidays, but I wasn't. I was. I was. It was my weekend off from work, like. And uh, so anyway. You know, he's like, oh, and he gestured at the packed lunch. You know, maybe we had some strawberries or something that we bought in the fucking shop. And he was like, oh, they're great, aren't they? You know, do they have them in India? <laughs> and we were just like, well, I wouldn't know on account of having never been there. <laughs> and so, and again, he was kind of, you know, an innocent uh, old man, to use your word. Kind of just being nice. If we were tourists, we'd be delighted. Oh, and... And look, if he was racist, he wouldn't be having the chat with you. Exactly, you yeah. I mean? He would have moved seats and thought, oh, I'll stay to those two, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that went on, like, the whole journey, like, for half an hour on the train to Dublin, you know, um, what part of India he is from and uh, what he is over here visiting, that he's having a good time. And genuinely, just like with the priest, in some instances, incidences like that, it's easier just to say yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you must be Hindu, and I'm looking at the priest, and I say... Yeah, I am. So I guess you have no reason to stay and try and convince me yeah, of anything. Yeah, so I, yeah, you go on your way and I'll go on mine. And so, you know, we kind of um, plumassed the man. We told him, oh, yeah, you know, 
yeah, here we are on our little holiday from India, just coming to see the sights. And he was delighted, you know. He probably went off to tell, you know, whoever he tells, his wife or his friends That or he was talking to someone really exotic. Or two whatever, two right? Indians on the train up from a tie. <laughs> Would you believe it? They had, you know, strawberries from the shop. Oh, having a great time. And it was just like, jeez, man. But yeah, look, he obviously wasn't taking the train to Dublin because it would have been a long day for him if he was. Every non-white person he bumps into, jeez, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> having a good time. But look... That's part and parcel. Well, I suppose it isn't and it isn't, which is a weird thing. I take it as part and parcel of it, but some people be upset, you know, being identified as something based on, you know, their race or ethnicity or whatever the fuck it is. And how do you, like, how do you take that? Like, that, that person that you're describing there that would get upset at any of the, the three Like, instances. I have friends like that, yeah. I have friends right. who would... And, but from your point of view, because you're, you're a fucking odd cunt generally like as yes. as a, as a no but as a, as am I I mean that as a t- yeah. term of endearment like I genuinely do you're you're far from normal and in a very very good way um but the people who would have taken all of those three or any of those three kind of to heart mm. do you think that they you know are, are justified or need to get on with it or or Pro- what like probably a bit of both you know in the grant like they are justified because for one, and this is something I've said to you and to many other people, these are the conversations you have with everybody you meet. Yeah. Like yeah. when I meet someone new, the for in well in that first interaction, unless it's a quick hello goodbye situation, you're having this conversation. Yeah. Why are you brown? And how do you have that accent? And where are you from? No, where are you really from? And it, and it's you know, I don't take it to heart. But it's boring. At least it's boring. And at most, obviously, for some people, it's insulting. You know, yeah. to have that same conversation every single yeah, time. Yeah, if, if, if it was, you know, once a year, there'd be a novelty yeah. factor. But yeah. if it's every content and, and it literally is every time you meet a new person. And sometimes before you meet a new person. You yeah. know, for example, these days you meet someone, you know, you meet, you're talking to someone online, like it comes up, like instantly, you know, why, why are you brown? You know, you, you, you don't seem that foreign, <laughs> but yet you're clearly really foreign. And it's like, well... I guess not, you know. But uh, in terms of the people who take it to heart, they are justified. But at the same time, fucking get on with your life. That's, yeah. you know, I, I can see... I, Anton, he's a big... He's probably 6'2", six 6'3", six a big, strong guy. He's Ukrainian. A, I was just going to say the Ukrainian My Ukrainian guy, yeah. friend from the swimming situation. Um, he takes these things to heart. A right. big, strong, strapping man. He takes these things to heart. Uh, being identified, you know, and because he's white... He takes them to heart even worse. You know, he's much closer to your appearance than to mine. You know, he's white with a little tinge of, you know, sort of European tan about him. Um, but he takes those things to heart, you know, being identified from a distance as a certain thing, which he doesn't identify himself as. You know, when last was he in Ukraine? Okay, three years ago, to visit his grandmother. Not to sing the national anthem and wave the flag <laughs> about, you know. He'd been here for, like, what... Since the junior cert or something, yeah. so you know, uh, the majority of his life and the portion of his life where he's been conscious, you know, not like sub ten years old, you know, basically just a a ball of cells, barely alive, you know. So I'd say he probably had five conscious years in in Ukraine, and then the other fifteen here in Ireland, you know. So he takes those things to heart, and it upsets him, and he'd probably call your man a cunt after he swam off, or he'd probably swim after him and call him a cunt, you know, but fucking get on with it don't be such you know 
Like, I have sympathy for them, but it's not my style to go home and cry myself to sleep about it. You know, not Yeah, all. no, no. I, do, I have sympathy for him and I have sympathy for the, the, the three guys that you had an interaction with. Because I, I can't help but feel that I've been there myself. Um, well, we all have, yeah. Like, I, I, like I, can't, I can't give a, a story or an anecdote of, of, of when I've said it, but I'm... Oh, fuck... I'm just I'm I'm really trying to think of an instance because I've, I've no one racist? definitely done it inadvertently maybe so asking you know, remember you showed you those stones at the the family of black kids ah they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I can't think of a specific time when I've done you know anything remotely racist but I'm sure that I've asked somebody in the past you know why are you brown not not why are you brown but, but that's I've what you a- meant yeah, I've, yeah. I, I'll ask probably in a roundabout way Oh, how long have you been living here? And you know, she looks back at you and says, "I'm 24, <laughs> so 24 years." Yeah. Um, Funnily enough, um, my dad is uh, one of those. He fits a certain stereotype. He's a huge racist. He's a reverse racist. He's a sideways racist. He's just a flat-out racist. He says the most racist things. He says such racist things that um, about. The category of people he fits into, and you know every other category. So at least he's consistent and uniform. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says such ridiculous things that genuinely sometimes I, as I'm talking to him, I type them down, send them to my friends. I'm like, you won't believe what he just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to know. immortalize it nearly, lest it be forgotten. Yeah, like he just comes out with the most ridiculous things. And look, he watches an awful lot of sort of tabloid news and that sort of thing that really promotes that sort of mindset. And but, the, do you know something that he's he's a he's almost a canary in the coal mine there because he's he's espousing what God knows how many other people are thinking. Mm, yeah, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, he has the blatant ignorance to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, but there's something very refreshing about that. Ah, I mean, there's it, not. There is there isn't? Not? No, there isn't. No, because well, look, I know it's great people to just have a voice and speak about things but it's not his voice that he's speaking he's regurgitating the crap he saw on TV on some trashy news channel or some uh, you know ridiculous show and it's they're not his views so yeah, well I guess they are his views now because he's that kind of mindset but um, they didn't come from him I know what you mean so yeah, he's just yeah. basically propagating you know Sky News Daily Mail type crap And can you expand on that a little bit? Because, you know, Sky News and the Daily Mail aren't espousing racist views. Says who? (laughs) But again, no, but like (laughs) most people listen. I know exactly where you're coming from. Like anytime you you look at um, like the the, the kind of the cliched, no, it's not really even cliche, but the the example that's trotted out to kind of showcase this is they give the percentage of incarcerated males in America. Whatever the percentage is are, you know, white and the percentage of men that let's say aren't but let's say it's 70 20 and f- or let's say it's i don't know 60 40 so 70 60, 20 was dubious it really was right that's what i'm telling you off the cuff maths isn't my thing but let's say it's 70 percent are or 30 percent are white and 70 percent are, are everything, ev- everything else. else let's say that's it 99 percent of the guy in handcuffs in the mm. photo on the mm. news to mm. represent yeah. you know air quotes prisoners yeah are the you know the, the color guys? So yeah. is is that what you're kind of referencing, or is it something oh, more? Much more blatant. That stuff, okay. and like for people obviously who don't know my dad, he lives in England, so he is surrounded by a much more multicultural group of people than we have here in Ireland, and uh, consumes a lot of British news, and some of it is is trash, is like utter shite, the the type of thing. Immigrants taking our jobs, fuck them. 
You know, <laughs> that's the headline on the front of the newspaper. And, and my dad, an immigrant, will say those things. I'm like, what boat did you come off that it makes it different for you to say it about the lads who arrived, you know, after you versus you? And how does he reconcile it? Ah, uh, you know, I've been here ages. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I came a long time ago. They asked me to come. So? You know, so? That, that doesn't give you, you know, any sort of platform to slag off all the other people that came because they wanted to come. You wanted to come. But there's a real psychological, I know, I don't know what, a real psychological survey that needs to be done on your, on your dad and, and his views, I think, because if somebody, you know, I don't know what the appropriate term is, a person of colour or whatever the fuck you want to call it, can be so racist against people, you know, that essentially look like him, then what hope does his white counterpart have? Yeah. Because, um, you know, that kind of way, if, if your dad can be so racist, Jesus, like the 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 white equivalent must have a fucking swastika tattooed to his chest. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, I guess he identifies as British because he's been there for so long. He's basically been there for, in fact, he has been there for almost all his life. So, although he's, you know, brown on the outside, he's, you know, a, a little white racist British man on the inside. Hilarious. Yeah, so when, when he sees, you know, a guy who isn't a little white British man, oh, those immigrants coming over here. I'm like, what, what planet are you? In fact, he, he had a, got a new neighbour, uh, you know, in, in recent times. And, uh, you know, telling me, oh, you know, a new neighbour moved in. You wouldn't believe it. A nice white English man. Nice. And Says the, you know, brown guy. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, <laughs> and, and he means that. He genuinely means, you know, the attributes of this guy is that he's nice and that he's white and that he's an English man. Yeah, And yeah. like, why does it matter? But it's, it's, it's not mad to think that, like, he could hypothetically see his reflection and think, you know, oh, stay that fella. there goes the neighbourhood. Like. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You know, if, Fascinating. If, if some Tandoori king had moved in next door and was knocking up, you know, some sort of, I, think, I don't even know the words myself, but, you know, some sort of Indian food or something. Yeah, yeah. My dad would love that. He'd love that. <laughs> As opposed to, uh, you know, a nice white English man who... Eating fish and chips and or, fucking or, yeah. throwing beer cartons at the wall. Like. <laughs> love it, but you know, no, but you don't mean to embrace the stereotype. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that's what the guy is, but, you know, just that my point being that these views aren't his own. So if he was to dive deeply into them, he, he would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I do obviously like everyone or anyone or these people or those people yeah. but he's quick he's quick to say oh you know I saw it on TV it must be true you know he, he's of that generation where in order for it to yeah. be on TV it needs to be true whereas now well I guess that was never the case but these days it's more so not the case you know I think even they've copped on that we can say and do any fucking shit yeah but we like we touched on this recently like I was saying to I was basically trying to write the ad that I'm going to push on Facebook to drum up a bit of publicity for this very podcast. And what I was thinking of going with, what I'm kind of half plan as the plan as it stands, say, is to promote the podcast as, you know, award winning and critically acclaimed. Yeah, that award was a huge achievement. Ireland's number one podcast, voted Ireland's favourite podcast, listened to more than any other podcast ever even photoshopping a picture of Joe Rogan who's like Mr. Podcast handing me the best podcast, podcast in, in Ireland award. Seriously, like pure fucking clickbait. And I was Tongue writing in cheek. I was writing down all these uh, all these kind of scammy ideas for want of a better term and I showed them to herself uh, and she had a look and she, she just shaking her head 
I said, you, you fucking, you, you can't, you can't say these things, like. And I was like, Why, what do you mean? She was like, well, like, they're not true, obviously. And I was like, well, yeah, no, obviously, they're not fucking true. But it's an true, ad. Like. But it's, you know, it's it's an ad. It's to get people to click in. She's like, yeah, but I mean, you can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean? You, you, you can't do that, she kept saying. And I was like, what do you mean I can't do that? I can do whatever Type the whatever fuck I want. I want yeah, like. And press post, and that's it and done. that's it done. I mean, can you not type I'm the best looking girl in the world and post it on your Facebook page of course you can there's nothing stopping you doing that you, you know arguably you mightn't be the prettiest person that's ever Ooh, lived I know I had to be very careful out. there didn't I <laughs> Jesus Christ hopefully she doesn't listen to this one but yeah but, but you know what I mean and, and she kept kind of getting back to but, but no you, you can't and you, you know you'll get in trouble and you know Basically, I think what she was what she was thinking, because in fairness, I caught her on the hop. I didn't say, "Listen, have a look at this and come back with a well reasoned argument." Mm. Um, but what I think she was thinking was, you know, there are kind of um, Standard standards, or, or yeah, yeah, and you know, I get a big massive fine if I'm said if I'm shown to be saying something that's you know objectively not true. And I think she's representative of. Not everybody, Every, not but everyone. fucking as near as makes no fucking people, difference. People everyone. read stuff and think, "Oh, geez, this is you know award winning." Which award? The bogus we win award award. Yeah, the uh, your my mother's favorite firstborn son award. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was only it, I don't think it was even twenty four hours later that myself and Ruth were driving through Dublin, and she saw and commented on a, a sign above a door that said, "Ireland's." Or was it? No, I think it was Dublin's best fish and chips, or maybe it was Ireland's best fish and chips. And she kind of saw, and there was that kind of moment where she's like, "Oh yeah, like you can, you can kind of say yeah. whatever you want." To the that point place, that you can yeah. put it on the front of your building for yeah. everyone to fucking see. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, like again, one of the whole points of this conversation, or these conversations, is that hopefully the, there'll be one person listening that will go, "Wait a minute, <laughs> Jesus." And maybe they'll just mm. start seeing shit like that out there more often. And like th- this idea that it must be true that it was on the news or yeah. it must be true that I saw it written down or yeah. that it was in a book or that the guy I heard say it, you know, was a really clever and intelligent guy and he's got a good job, you know, etc. It must be true. I feel like even a lot of stuff that we s- mentioned here has its basis in truth. In fact, it is true, but... You know, some of the details might be a little bit off. And the whole point is for someone to th- listen to it and think, oh, yeah, geez, that's interesting. I might look into that. I'm not just going to take every fucking thing at face value that's slapped in front of me. You know, like, and that's that's what my big uh, gripe with Netflix is. You know, you were saying to me about a documentary you watched and you started to introduce it identical to the same way, like, four other cons had introduced it to me, totally independent of, of our conversation. And I was like, oh, dude, you know, like, is everyone just watching the same crap? And like, it's on Netflix, everyone watches it. No thought process, no, I know you had your excuses, but whatever. I, I stand by my excuses. Yeah, which, which... Just because something's on Netflix doesn't mean that it's bad. And just because something is popular doesn't mean that it's bad. No, of course Typically not. Typically it does. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not always. Uh, you won't be saying that when you get popular listeners on here or lots of listeners on this. But no, of course not just because it's on Netflix, but it's that passive consumption. Like something new goes on Netflix, everyone in the world watches it. Nobody thinks about it. Nobody analyzes its content. Everybody watches it. And then I'm left hearing about it from all sorts of cons. (laughs) I have four different cons telling me about this documentary they watched and how great it was. I'm like, dude, you know, there are other things out there. Okay, we'll fill the void then. Well, that's, that's what I'm doing here now. 
giving people, you know, three and a half hours of sweet, sweet listening time. Well, what are you, what are you consuming? What would you recommend to people? Because I've asked people, you know, mm. what are they tuned into? And even outside the podcast, like I, I list, I'll talk to someone and I'll ask, I'll ask them something like, I don't know, would you know, would you watch much YouTube or, or watch much telly or whatever? And increasingly what I'm hearing is I'd only watch YouTube. In a, in a really good way. That's what they'll say. That, you right. know, I only like Kevin Riley, uh, the <coughs> boy racer. Uh, <laughs> he'll enthusiast love you for that. You will, you will, you will. Uh, the car enthusiast that I had on. He said that he, I think, exclusively watches YouTube. Mm. But when because I asked him, YouTube is synonymous for you know online content, and I, I'm not trying to plug YouTube by any means. All I'm saying is that you know you go onto your internet browser and search for the content you want to watch, you'll find it. And you'll find huge variety and great quantity and great quality. Whereas well, you say that, though. I mean, yes, endless, incredible stuff. But am I missing something, though? Because when I went on to Netflix that night, when I was going to tell you about that endurance athlete, I can't fucking think of her name, but um, when I went on, I, I reckon that I was on my phone, I opened up Netflix, I put in this, the search because I wasn't specifically looking for it and I, I I probably put in something like endurance or something that I'd be interested in. It popped up and I watched it. If I typed endurance into YouTube, Jesus Christ, how long would it take me to get to something that was worth watching? Like there's a Not lot of, re- listen, there's a lot of really, really, really good content on YouTube. I love it. It's fucking brilliant. But it pales in insignificance to the volume of shit that's on it. Or does it? Am I missing something? Um, or have I a filter that's not set or a preference Yeah, or a filter called your brain. <laughs> no, but seriously. You know, first of all, how long was that documentary? I don't know. An hour, an hour and a half. An hour, you watch an hour and a half or you spend an hour and a half watching content, you know, maybe not necessarily on YouTube, but let's say on YouTube. And the value you'll get from that will... You'll never be watching documentaries on Netflix again. Yeah, but sometimes... I want to sit down... Of course, and passively watch something. Not, not even passively watch something, but I want to be able to sit down and not have to pick up the remote every fucking yes. two and a half minutes. So you, you lash them all into a, into your watch later playlist or your endurance playlist or your sitting on the couch, don't want to use the remote playlist, and then just play the playlist. I've never set up a playlist. I have like 9,000 playlists. Can you share your playlists? You can. I have, I've shared playlists with you before. I shared that AI playlist with you. I Which you never even watched. <laughs> I didn't know it was a playlist. Okay, yeah, you actually I told have, me that. I wouldn't have recognised it as a playlist. Yeah, I saw, you, you watched set, the you first video. You sent me a video, yeah. which I would have watched. Yeah. Another one would have auto-populated, and I would have went, I'm not ah, sitting no. here and watching a million days' worth of content, yeah. because if, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know the way YouTube is, you yeah. watch everything that's on it if yeah. you hit enough time. Like. Yeah, that was a playlist with, like, nine videos. Okay. Sweet videos, great. You can share playlists. Um, I have a... Pretty good playlist. Uh, I, strangely enough, um, I found myself sometimes without an internet connection, you know, on long journeys and that, and um, in a position where I basically have to rewatch old stuff. So uh, whenever I watch something that's good, I add it to it. Actually, good playlist, and that's literally what it's called. So I'm sure I watch a mountain of stuff, and if it's actually good, it goes in the actually good playlist. And there's probably, like you said, a million hours of content in there by now because I've not watched TV in like eight years. Yeah. And I kind of started watching YouTube like three years or two years ago. And like, you're on the toilet, eh, watch a quick little video. If it's good, you stick it in the playlist. You're, you know, waiting for the spuds to boil. Watch a quick little video, stick it in the thing. You know, you're on the bus, you're, you know, queuing at the airport, whatever it is. You're Watch a quick little sneaky video. Stick, if it's any use, stick it in the playlist. There's some sweet videos in that playlist. And, you know, if I'm in a place where I have no data, 
going to download a few of them ahead of time and just watch them again. Right, well, we set it up then um, to share your playlist with the podcast or a link to the playlist or something. Can that be done easily yeah, or yeah. not? Yeah, um, I'm sure I could share a link to the playlist under this post. Now we're going down the territory of, um, you know, geez, there's a lot of videos in that playlist. How many of them are about, you know, erectile dysfunction? And <laughs> No, 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 no. But uh, what I mean is how many of them are about, uh, you know, are kind of specific to me. No, but yeah, I'd be happy to share that playlist. A lot of tech videos in that playlist. Yeah, but look, listen, and we'll get back to tech and we'll definitely touch on AI. We'll actually, we'll get on to AI because there's a fucking, a good slice of time need, needs, I think, to be devoted to AI. Um, but on your, like, the playlists that you're going to put up aren't mass media playlists. They're, Des Seepersad fucking related playlists. Yeah. But the beauty of that is the only people who are going to click in on that are the people who get to the end of this podcast and wished it was longer. Right, yeah. Like Which, somebody, uh, I don't imagine there's many of No, those but guys. you know what I mean? There might be one. Like, but yeah. you, know, you know that kind of way? Somebody who listens for five minutes and goes, oh, I'm not Two arsed. Wankers. They're not going to click into your fucking playlist. They should. It's going to be a sweet fucking playlist. <laughs> no, but seriously, if, it, like, if, if, you, if I shared my history playlist... That'd be a good playlist, which is all the watched videos. Yeah, but by your standards. It's yeah, too I have subje- high standards. It's too, it's too nah, subjective. Nah, it's nah, too nah. subjective. Nah. Look, your man Blind Boy uh, put up, he has a, he's a Spotify playlist. Spotify. Spotify, yes. It's, it's a new one. It's to overtake uh, Spotify. Nice. Um, he has a Spotify playlist called Objectively Good Tunes. Nice, okay. I think that's what it's what But it's he's kind of a... Um, like, would it be fair to say he's some sort of maybe like a connoisseur or something? And he oh could... yeah, an absolute audiophile. Yeah. But again, he's like the 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 fucking the clue is in the name. Objectively good tunes. Mm-hmm. These aren't the tunes that he loves. No, they're tunes that you he might loves not love them, and that you can't argue yeah. are bad. Are tunes. bad, but they, you might not like them though. I skipped into you know the first ten, and yeah. they were all shit. Yeah, Mozart by, and by, stuff like that. No, no, it wasn't even that. No, they were they were kind of modern modern tunes okay, and yeah, all the yeah. rest of it. But you know, it wasn't that, that high f- or convoluted or okay, yeah, highbrow. But I, I, you know, I pressed play on the first one, thinking savage and know, objectively good songs. fucking songs that I can just you know love and you know add them to my playlist. First one, okay, I'm not sold. Second one, or oh, maybe the, okay, right. Third one, or. Oh, Fourth one, Jeez, jumped so into generous. the jumped into the twentieth one. No, no, to the twentieth one. No, I jumped to it. Like no, I skipped okay, in. Right, kind of okay, just okay. To, just to get a flavour for what they were. And oh no, right. And that just I, my the point being that music in particular it's so subjective. Now, but I'm I sure they I, are objectively good. I'm songs. sure they are. Yeah. I wouldn't be a massive Blind Boy fan if mm-hmm. I thought that they were all shit yeah. songs and he yeah. was you know he was wrong. Yeah, exactly. His, yeah. I'm I'm certain that there's a history to them. I'm sure that they influenced loads of artists mm-hmm. after them. I'm sure that they technically perfect, etc. etc. You know, fucking ad infinitum, just objectively class tunes. It's a perfectly named playlist, but I didn't enjoy it. So in the same respect, I'm sure what you're referring to, your playlist, I'm sure they're all objectively good. Yeah, but they're obviously not for everyone. But no. again, well, Jesus, they're not objectively good. Oh my God, they're not. I mean, it's YouTube, so a lot of them are. Like to say they're objectively good, I don't think there's anything on YouTube that's objectively good, as in, you know, technically perfect and influenced other, you know, YouTubers and stuff. But these are possibly ones that would be I would I if if I would stand over the content in any of them. I know it's not my content, but I wouldn't I don't think any of them are 
like ramblings that's kind of based on dubious, you know, either science or political views or anything like that. Yeah, you'd have a high standard. I'd like to think so, but I guess yeah. so does everybody. No, I think objectively you would. Well, I think you would, you would be in a position, as I would like to think I am, in a position to defend. Sorry? High standard of what? Because I, I think it's fair to say in terms of media, like music and movies, my standard is dubious. It's a pass, go filter. Are you Eminem? Yes. Are you not? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, that's a, that's what music. But in yeah. relation to the the kind of the type of content that yeah. you consume, yeah, yeah. it would be very similar to me. So, credible would be the word. I'd like to think so. See, if funnily enough, I've actually spoke about this with uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, not long ago. That I actually don't seek out entertainment as such. So I would say almost none of these videos will be entertaining, unless, like me, you're entertained by being interested. So they're interesting, but they're not entertaining, if that makes sense. You know, there's no uh, a video of a dog doing a backflip. There's no, uh, you know, guy telling you something funny or whatever entertaining stuff is. You know, none of them are, are entertaining. They're not funny. They're not anything like that. They're interesting. And they're about, you know, topics that don't get covered, you know, in the mainstream media, to, you know, use the phrase. But there's stuff that you'll watch and think, oh, geez, I didn't know that. And you'll say that like five times in one video. And, you know, like I said, it's not spoofing. It's not bullshit. It's not, you know, a guy's opinion. They're historical events or, you know, facts or something like that. But I guess that's making it sound boring. It's interesting content as opposed to entertaining content. Informative content? A lot of it would be. A lot of it would be because um, that's kind of what I look for. You know, a lot of the stuff, it sounds kind of stupid, but I guess it's what's on YouTube. A lot of stuff I watch is reviews. You know, reviews and, uh, like, what are called teardowns and stuff like that. What's a teardown? Where they tear down a product. So oh, like they... Uh, disassemble. So whether it's a... Like oh, physically or, like, metaphorically? Physically, yeah. Okay, sorry. So, so say, they, what, they take apart the new iPhone or something or what? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Not that, you know, a lot of the stuff are kind of maybe engineering-related or technology-related. So, yeah, not necessarily an iPhone, but perhaps, you know, a supercomputer or you know, uh, a motherboard or the latest Lambo or whatever it happens to be. Okay, so you brought us nicely in there by just mentioning AI. <laughs> I didn't mention You did mention AI. <laughs> just there two seconds ago. What are we on? Two hours and 16 minutes. So I'll be back on this. You fucking said AI. Uh, be a motherboards, sneak- no, supercomputer or something you said. Oh, right, okay. Which is essentially fucking AI. Uh, here we go, is it? Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking hell. Nice. Okay, well then we have AI left, right and centre. Everyone has AI. We've had AI for decades. Job done. Being supercomputers. If, if, if supercomputers are uh, synonymous with AI. What is the biggest misconception you that's in this world that people have? About? AI. And AGI yeah. and fucking G and all this jazz. I was going to say that exists. The biggest that exists today. That's the biggest misconception. Not that it's coming to take our jobs. But that exists. That AI exists. Yeah. Artificial intelligence. And now, again, just to clarify, when you say artificial intelligence, are you talking about my calculator? No, of course not. Okay. I, I mentioned this recently, actually, in, in talking with you, that in order to say AI is everywhere, they've sneakily redefined AI so that they can say, oh, yeah, 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 Tesla has defined, uh, you know, um, created a really sweet AI. But it's not an AI. So they've redefined it to mean what? And what did it mean before that? Well, what it used to mean yes. was what the letters are. Artificial intelligent. Which, which, and sorry to cut across, but again, does that encompass, you know, a calculator? No. Is a calculator intelligent? Can a calculator 
tell you you need to buy less cigarettes because it's you know costing you money or damaging your health no but it is you can see why you could see how somebody might try and make the argument that it was artificial intelligence you can you know put in information and it'll spit out an answer and it's not a person yeah um i guess that's where the redefinition has came from uh, the the original old you know original definition of ai was intelligence that is not human so intelligence actual intelligence you know you could have a conversation with it you could ask it things you could get it to do things okay, so it could come up with stuff by itself the classic artificial intelligence from movies of yesteryear yeah like what's the Robots movie with taking over the world and all that jazz yeah what's the movie the co- really old movie with the little boy the little boy is an AI and they dump him out in the woods he's the boy from the sixth sense Jesus uh... he, it's a really cool movie and he has to go and like um, dude this is so old uh, like his parent, he's an AI and his parents have like adopted him but they, they maybe they have a real baby and uh, they're sick of him and they dump him out in the woods or something and he gets like hit by a truck uh, but he's an AI he's a robot basically but intelligent and uh, he has to like go to a scrapyard and fight off other robots and seriously and <laughs> this is the old news to me man oh it's a sweet movie but it's fucking hella old is it just called AI what is it called oh you know it What's I that? certainly don't Dude, everybody has seen it but it's probably from the 90s <laughs> It's not a little boy whose name is an acronym. Is that I'm th- I'm thinking of something older that wouldn't be the kid out of um, the Sixth Sense. The, the, li- sense. the little sort of blondie-haired kid. Is that the kid in the Sixth Sense? Don't know if he's blind, more brown-haired guy. No, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. But and he, and it was his had, name like Darwin, but Darwin was D A R I N or something like that. Or and he had a little know. robot teddy bear friend. No man, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. You're you dream that. No, oh well, Jesus, cut this shit out. If I dream <laughs> that, that's a sweet movie. I don't like movies, but I recall that movie being fantastic. But, but look, that's, the, the old school AI. Old school AI was intelligence. Yes, you know, it and could, it's been re- it's been redefined to mean what now? To mean a processor. Basically, okay, or a calculator, or well, anything that does anything. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. What what has it been renamed or redefined to be? It has been redefined to be something that can execute a complicated task better than humans. Okay. Ah, complicated task. One single complicated. Yeah. Task. So a, a calculator can multiply six hundred seventy-five by three hundred sixty-two, but it can't, you know, make a cup of tea. And it can tell you why you're putting in 362. You yeah, know, does yeah, it, it know mean, that that's a... It doesn't a, know what anything know, means, yeah, etc. Yeah. Okay. Um, but maybe more so, than, more complicated than just multiplication. More complicated. Okay. So, like, your, the laptop that this has been recorded on? Well, you know, it has to be a, a specific program. So, typically, the, the software that, say, let's say, Facebook uses to identify people's faces in photos and uh, suggest a, a tag. Okay. That That's been carted around as if it's AI. But you, in your mind, it's not. And in everyone else's mind, it isn't either, until they rechange <laughs> the name, until they change the definition. Like, You know, it's like me saying, you know, I get a metre stick, let's say, and I put it in front of you. And then I go to the dictionary and change the definition of a metre stick from being 100 centimetres to being 70 centimetres. And now I pop a new 70 centimetre stick in front of you and be like, there's a metre stick. It is now, because you changed the definition, but it wasn't before. It doesn't fit the old definition. Okay, so that brings me on to what people are now reco- calling AGI. AGI, yeah, which is just what should be AI. AI. Okay, because they wanted to slap the name AI in everything, 
but then they'd have no actual name for real intelligence, so they made a new name, AGI, or or they started popularizing a new name because I guess these things have been around forever. Okay, know? it's kind of, it's kind of crafty. It's really crafty, but it's a typical old shit. You know, they tell someone the, that they have something that they don't have only because you change the definition of what you're giving them. Yes, yes. This new car will do zero to sixty in one second. Oh, and you buy it quick. But they've changed... 60 to be 20. <laughs> and one second to be five. <laughs> yeah, so there's still the car that yeah. actually do not to 60. Yeah. In one second, it just hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so... That was a bit of a rant. That was probably the worst, least succinct introduction to anything to do with AI. No, no, I think it's, it's good. And again, the whole point of these conversations is like, I could have told you before this that we were going to talk about X, Y and Z but we wouldn't have gotten to talk about you know the how ripped and sweet you are and your priest and fucking whatever else that we've been yeah, waffling on about yeah. but so AGI doesn't a- exist yet doesn't exist yet and that's when people think AI is coming for their jobs I guess now what they mean is AGI is coming for their jobs okay and what are the misconceptions around what historically would have always been called AI, but is now being called AGI. Well, that exists for one. Okay, so it absolutely doesn't no. exist. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no computer. Like people may have heard of. I don't know who it was. Was it Facebook or, or who developed it? That it developed its own language that they didn't understand. It's Google, yeah. Google, okay. Yeah. So can you expand on that because you you know more about that than I do. Uh, you know, this was part of the Google Translate team or project where obviously they translate things, and the original old way of translating from let's say Spanish to French was to have a base foundation level language, which in many cases is English. So you want to translate from Spanish to French, it's Spanish to English and English to French, and that's where things get lost along the way. So if if you're a native Spanish and French speaker and you type something in Spanish into Google Translate and it comes out in French, you'll know, oh, that's actually not quite right because it's jumped to the foundation level language in between, which, you know, for most software companies is English. You know, they're American companies with English-speaking programmers, etc. And in terms of uh, volumes of work and things like that, it's not going to have an obscure foundation level language. So if you wanted to, like typically if you wanted to translate Chinese into Japanese, you'd translate it from Chinese to English to Japanese. Well, you would type into the box from Chinese to Japanese, please. And in the background, it would go first to English and then to Japanese. Yes, of course. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, you know that's not AGI. That's not taking your job. Like it, no, but I, it, someone like me would argue. But it developing its own language. No, because that's that's what is now being called AI, which I would like to call more like a complex processor. What it has been programmed to do is to find similarities, and they're statistical similarities. So it's it's not intelligence. This is math. You know, to find statistical similarities between the two language sets in in the example you gave, Chinese and Japanese, and then to make the translations without going to the intermediate language like English. And it uh, does that by being fed huge volumes of work. You have to provide this program with enormous volumes of work um, and it churns through them all, almost like like evolution. And sorry, when you say enormous amounts of work I mean if you're translating from, if you want to translate from Chinese to Japanese enormous quantities of typed or spoken Chinese content okay. you know either textbooks or you know voice recordings or something like that and the same for Japanese and like I was saying almost like an evolutionary type process it figures out what works and what doesn't and 
through doing that, it will translate from Chinese to Japanese. And it won't need to go to the intermediate language. It will use this statistical kind of math-based language in between where it knows... Now, obviously, I don't speak either of those two languages, but let's let's change it to English and French, for example. Or let's say Irish and French. You want to translate, you know, bonjour into Irish. It will have figured out a statistical pathway for bonjour to become diagwitch. And it won't need to go to English. Okay, so it's basically just replaced the intermediary language with something that isn't really a language, but it's just, as you call it, an intermediary. Um, it's not a language that people know or understand or, or anything could like that. could know or understand. You, you probably could, yeah. But, I mean, let's say a word in the intermediary language is spelt X, Z, K, B, T. Even that, even that, you know, spelt, it's, it's, a, it's a computer program. But that's what I mean. So, I mean, how could... Like, it's a computer language, like, everything online is written in a computer language, like Java or... like. And I'm, I'm speaking way out <laughs> of my depth here. Um, not even like that. It's... The computer is, is finding patterns. So it's found a, a pattern, some statistical pattern, that links, you know, the word bonjour with the which. So will that have letters associated with it or a sound or, you know, a pronunciation? Probably not. Yeah, so ones and zeros. It'd be all binary, will it? Basically, yeah. So to call it a language is a bit sensational, is it? You know, what's the definition of a language? Something that people know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, very true. Like, you know, I mean, but, wh- whales uh, have their own exactly, language. Exactly, exactly. That's a great example. Yeah, so okay. it would be something like that, but wouldn't necessarily make sense to people, no. Okay. No. Um, you know, is that actual intelligence? Is that taking your job? Is that... You know, whatever people think about, you know, what they think is AI or AGI, artificial general intelligence. No. It's certainly a a step towards it. Is that fair to say? The passing of time is a step towards (laughs) it. No, but seriously. (laughs) And I'm not trying to diminish the the huge leaps and bounds that have been made in in those types of of systems. Mm. But, you know, a baby step in a a marathon, you know. Okay. Uh, There's a lot of people who think, um, will AGI ever be possible? And if it is... Will it destroy us instantly? Will it destroy itself instantly? Well, there's what what's called the, the singularity, I think it's called, isn't mm. it? This idea of a, a runaway effect. But it can't be anything but a runaway effect. I actually, one of the videos in those playlists I linked you, it has such a great summary of it. You know, people talk about in terms of um, genetic engineering and uh, genetically modified organisms, they talk about playing God. In terms of artificial general intelligence... You're not playing God, you're creating God. You're creating a thing which is as intelligent as you are, but not limited by the size of your brain. Limited only by the resources of the universe. You're playing God, you're you're not playing God, you're creating God, and then trying to get it to do your bidding, trying to get it to figure out, you know, the most efficient way to bet on the stock market. Well, what was it, Elon Musk, um, what did he refer to it as, summoning the demon? Okay, did he? Yeah, yeah. Right, which, yeah, look, I mean, the video I'm quoting here is uh, an AI, an AGI security researcher, um, Robert Miles. Great channel on YouTube, lots of good content. And, um, look, he calls it a god. Musk calls it a demon. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Well, it's not figuring out your tax returns. Because why would it? You know, why would it? It's, It's like, you basically, you want it to do your bidding, 
and obviously not have to like pay it a salary or nothing like that. So mm. you want to basically enslave it, but you also want it to be super intelligent, far more intelligent than you or I or a team of people or, or any combination of people. And you still want it to be your slave? Like those two things don't gel. You'll be its slave. You'll be its raw material. Can it be made in isolation? Absolutely not. The the example, again, continuing, uh, quoting Robert Miles, he's saying, you know, you're not playing God, you're creating God and then trying to lock it in a box that but, that you but, created. But, you know, put it this way, you have, like, you're familiar with an air-gapped computer, yeah? Yeah. So the idea being for those who, who don't know, an air-gapped computer is a computer that you buy in the shop, you take it home, you, you know, disable the Wi-Fi, you don't plug anything into it, so it's sitting on your table, it has no means to communicate with anything other than what Itself. you type into it. Yeah. So It's not godly intelligent. Okay, so you build a laptop the size of a mountain. Okay. That doesn't have any wireless communication in it and it's isolated. Do you know that kind of way? Mm-hmm. Like there's a moat around it. Yeah. Do you know that kind of, like yeah. real James Bond level yeah, stuff? But you know, I, I can certainly go into the detail and maybe it'll be fun to do so, but you think a mountain and a moat would hold back a god or a demon? But I mean, f- physically, like... Physically, it will rotate the f- motor fans in its cooling system at such a frequency to emit a radio wave that will, you know, crash all the aircraft in the world unless you do its bidding. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, that's the level of stuff you're talking about. That I mean, it will it will emit a pitch, a high-pitched noise so loud that, you know, people for miles around will die unless you do its bidding and disable the moat. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's escaped our moat. You know, but seriously, it, you're, it's, you're talking about creating a god and locking it in a moat or in a box or in a mountain. We are feeble minds. No, but like, like these days, like, and bringing it back down to, what is it? So- solid state drive. Is that mm-hmm. what... Um, Computing is these days basically no moving parts. Well, not quite, but yeah, that's what a solid state drive is. That it doesn't have moving parts, but you know, I'm sure this computer here in front of us has a has a traditional hard drive, a disk drive with a spinning. Yeah, disc. but I mean, if if you were to make this isolated supercomputer a solid state drive device, it's not. It doesn't have a fan no, to do anything. Well, to, to cool it down, of course it does. But uh, look, uh, these these are. Uh, um, uh, what would you call them, endeavours are kind of fun and again, you, there's plenty of them available to go down. You're trying to outsmart a smarter god and and it's as simple as that. But again, just, just kind of thinking about it. So for here. example, does it need? Does it have power? Are you going to connect it to power so it can do anything? Yeah, it'll send a fucking... It, it, it will suck all the power from the whole planet. But again, put it this way, and again, this is just coming mm. to mind as we, as we kind of trash it out. If by some miracle you did create a god in a box and had it, you know, air gap from everything. It's Why not, would it do your bidding? Yeah, it's not going to do anything. You know, no. it'd be completely pointless. Yeah. It'd be just... And, and that's that's actually part of the research that's done by security researchers in, in the field of AI that um, you create a god as your slave and you tell it to do stuff and it's it, it recognises that... Um, Okay, yeah, oh, he's built a moat. Oh, I see the moat there. I guess I have to do his bidding. He wants me to do his tax returns. Okay, yeah, I'll do his tax returns. And boom, all the money in the world is at its power. You know, you've connected it to the tax system, to your bank account. You know, it's paid some guys on a mechanical turf to come over and... You're trying to outsmart the smartest thing that's ever been conceived, ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Without and like in in terms of computing, there's something known as um, a sandbox. If you've ever heard of that, it's uh, often used to um, to test malware. 
you uh, you know, you'd hear people say, run it in a sandbox. Like you said, build it in isolation. What you do is you build like a virtual machine. Oh, you simulate a computer on your computer and you run malware or, you know, some sort of program that looks a bit dodgy on that simulated computer. And if, if it doesn't work or if it does turn out to be malware, okay, just end the simulation. You know, there's a god in there. It's going to escape. That's the computing equivalent of the moat and the mountain and the, yeah, no, the isolated power supply and the yeah. solid state electronics. You know, there's lots of great examples, um, you know, that will be done in much better detail with much more sort of uh, quality explanations than I could give here. But, you know, it's a god in a box. You're trying to get it to do its bidding. It's not going to end well. So bearing all that in mind, we can rest easy assuming that nobody's trying to create. Everyone is racing to create. <laughs> of course, of course. Everyone is racing to create it because... Who's winning? Who's winning? It's not the Chinese, if that's what you're asking. I, was, I thought it was China. No, China are leading the supercomputer race, which is not AI. That's what I pulled you up on a minute ago. Okay. In terms of supercomputing power, there are ranking tables. You know, uh, supercomputing is basically just... Um, really good computers but is supercomputer is supercomputing not the precursor to AI or AGI no, or whatever, no, whatever you want to call it um, what is then surely there's some precursor to it it's not just going to pop into existence no it will be a... or will it or will it yeah it, well it... will the internet wake up and go ha ha you cunts um, I guess not no there will be some fundamental leap in in the understanding of, of these systems and someone will try something and it will work, it will take off and that'll be it. We'll have created the God and that's it. You know, people are trying different things all the time and we're a long way, long, long way from it. And it's actually quite interesting. I know you're into fucking stars and physics and yeah. astrology or astronomy, which astronomy. one? Astronomy. Very, very important <laughs> yeah. uh, difference. Astronomy. There's a, a great example, um, a great analogy between... And AGI, as we're calling it here, artificial general intelligence, real intelligence, and, um, you know, an alien craft. And it's basically inevitable. It's deemed an inevitability that we will, at some point, create AGI. And there is, uh, you know, the Fermi paradox, of course. Yeah, where is everybody? Where is everyone? One of the proposed solutions to that is that every advanced civilization creates an AGI. And obliterates itself. Yeah. It obliterates them. <laughs> well, of course. So, you know, the, the, but again, you see, it's so weird. You, you, you'd ask the question: Why would uh, an an AI or AGI god obliterate itself and everybody else? But then you, you we we can't help but impose our own exactly, thoughts yeah, on this yeah. god thing. You have to consider. There's actually a great chart which I I know you've seen. Is it? maybe one of those big guys you like Carl Sagan or Dawkins or something he's talking about the scale of intelligence where there's like you know an ant a chicken us and then he zooms out and the scale goes on for miles and miles past us Mm. so to an AGI why would it obliterate us because we're right there next to a chicken and an ant why do we obliterate ants do we hate ants no we don't even know they exist we put down tarmac we cut our grass we you know spray the weeds and we kill ants and bees we don't think about them. We don't even acknowledge their existence. Yeah, if they survive, they survive. If they don't, you know, you're low. But you're not even making, you know, when you power up your lawnmower, you're not thinking, oh, I wonder how many bugs are going to, you don't even, they don't even come into your thought, yeah, consciousness. L- literally, they're not even yeah. in the equation. And that's what we will be. We'll just be more organic matter next to the trees and the chickens and the ducks. And if this thing needs to mine its 
a current planet for resources to power itself until it dies, we'll be part of that. You know, it won't hate us. It won't, you know, have any human consciousness like that uh, to think, oh, I need to obliterate these guys in case they get me. You know, it's a god. We're nothing. We're, we're right there. Neck. It might mix us up. Oh, is that are they the ants or are they the people? Ah, which one? Grind them all up. Who cares? You know, we need to mine their hydrogen or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on the intelligence scale, like you were saying, you know, that there's the ant, the chicken, the human, and then the hundred miles up in the air is is this AI thing. Um, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on this because I don't know who the fuck I was listening to that was saying this, but they said that we don't have to create anything any more intelligent than us. Yeah. No, absolutely. The idea it, being that we're we're intelligent. Our thoughts are limited by our hardware, size our of biology, our brain, yeah. the size of our brain, and the, the speed of the neurons, the, the speed of the neurons firing, all that biology, yeah. all that squishy yeah. science that's yeah. going on inside your skull. If a computer is just on the sil- using just the silicon chips that are in our laptops and that is running at the same speed as our brain mm-hmm. it's a million times faster so that means it has in a year of human thought it has a million years yeah. of its thought yeah. so you ask it a question and it answers you within a second but that's the equivalent of it having thought about it for 15,000 10, years. years and see the thing is there's there's lots of things on that to be honest um, the first thing well, again, assuming we can even try to comprehend an AI or, you know, this godlike general intelligence, one of the first things you would imagine it would try to do is to improve itself. So you're saying after a year, if we make it equivalent to a six-year-old boy or girl, you know, a human-level intelligence, but running on hardware and not biology, you know, running on silicon chips and drives and stuff one of the first things it will do is improve upon itself. So you're saying about, you know, in a, in a year, it will have lived 100,000 years. But it won't sit idly by for a year to pass by. In two days, it will have used its 100,000 years ability to double, triple, quadruple, and it will just be a runaway effect. Yes, of course. It, you know, it will be limited by the resources of the planet. And it will know that. And it will be limited by the resources of the, the yeah, universe. It, it'll have made the checkmate move in its head instantaneously. Instantaneously and it will be halfway to and it won't wait in its current state to get there. It will improve itself and improve that self and improve that self and instead of taking 10 years in the original self it will take 8 seconds. You were saying people are you know racing to, to get it as, as fast as humanly possible. We got, mm. I, I think we got a bit distracted yeah. there Well I was going to say about um, the before we answered well <laughs> before we answered the Fermi paradox before we um, spoke about the Fermi paradox and again we, we kind of glazed over that I know what you know the whole where, ev- where is everybody thing but can you just outlay it to people that might be familiar well you know it. it probably a lot better than I do I, I, there's not a whole pile to know to be honest at least in, Fermi's in, the guy's name Italian somebody someone yeah you already know more about it than I do but okay. the, the, the general gist of it just to, to keep people in the loop is the idea of if the universe is you know infinitely large with infinite amounts of fucking planets and stars and solar systems statistically there has to be tons of billions of planets exactly like earth Mm -hmm. people would argue that there is a off the lead podcast on another planet with a guy called Fran McKeown talking to a Mm -hmm. guy called Des and Seaperside you know if the universe is as big as we can see it to be let alone any bigger it's a statistical impossibility 
for our planet to be the only one like this with intelligent life, so-called yes, intelligent exactly. life. That exactly. not only are we not going to be the only one, that there are going to be thousands of planets with intelligent life and they'll all be buzzing around the the, the, the universe and, and the, yet we see none of them. The, there's no aliens out there and the Fermi par- paradox is that, you know, where, where is, is everybody? Everyone? If if these yeah. things are all said to be yeah. true. So, you know, that's what I was suggesting that, well, no, I'm not suggesting that, I'm just recounting it, that um, one of the solutions to that question, where is everyone, is any intelligent life that's, you know, gets to a point of leaving their planet, leaving their solar system, um, you know, in a, in a meaningful way, creates an AGI and it just turns them off that's it ah no it runs a simulation is this worthwhile (laughs) no Um, but the other one is that if we did discover intelligent alien life you know travelling throughout the the universe in a way like much much further ahead of us and so now I'm quoting this this isn't uh, you know I'd love to take credit for it but it's not my work Uh, if if it was discovered let's say by a science guy at NASA and he said, oh, but from their trajectory, it's going to take them ages to get here. Would would we rest in peace? Would we forget about them? Because that's that's the argument for for AGI. It's going to take us ages to get there. Would we be fucking worried if, if we knew that this interstellar alien civilization godlike thing was on its way? And, you know, oh, but we'll take a while to get here. You know, that's that's no... That's no. That doesn't give peace of mind. Yeah, it's no consolation. It's definitely coming, but it's going to take a long time. And we're doing everything that we can to, to speed it to up. speed it up towards yeah. us. Like yeah, and that's sorry. That's what you were uh, trying to get back to. That we are doing everything we can to get there because it will be this godlike thing. And if you think you can control it, well, then you want to be the first one to have it because the first one to have it will be the only one to have it. But if you think you can control it, you fundamentally don't understand it. Well, that's what Elon Musk says. That's yeah. literally what Elon Musk... And that's, why, that's where the fucking summoning the demon comes from. Yeah, like he, he, he literally says that to, you know, he had a big, uh, so funny, <laughs> you know, regular people have beef, you know, in real life. You know, you and I might have a little spat. Billionaires have their beef on Twitter. I don't know if you saw <laughs> um, Musk and Zuckerberg had a had an AI beef. No, no, no. Yeah, like a few months ago, they had an AI beef where, you know, who's the genius in Musk in the Musk Zuckerberg situation? What do you reckon? You're asking me. Yeah, or or the listeners, let them think for a minute. Who's the genius? Elon Musk. You know, let's give his credentials. SpaceX, Tesla. And don't 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 rhyme off those as quick because just give give a little like what is SpaceX? I know what it is. You know what it is. Mm. But I'd say a large like listen, the majority of people don't. So so well anyway, Elon Musk. You know, um, SpaceX is his private space company that's uh, resupplied the International Space Station and has reduced the price of space travel by 10% and is, sorry, by tenfold and is... um, Launching rockets into space, And to Mars, etc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is pissed off big time that we haven't colonised Mars already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Tesla is the... Another Elon Musk company. Yeah, electric vehicles, which I think most people are aware of. They yeah, are, yeah, they'd be fairly popular. I think there's a dealership in Ireland, but sorry, go on. Anyway. Okay, yeah, and then Solar City is a recently acquired company from his cousin or something that uh, has really groundbreaking solar solar panels and stuff like that. And then there's Zuckerberg, who has Facebook, which bought Instagram and WhatsApp and you know some other stuff. And basically, put it this way. Well, look, I'm obviously biasing yourself and the listeners because <laughs> the answer is pretty obvious. Musk's challenge is to colonize Mars, you know, now. Zuckerberg's challenge is to uh, steal Snapchat's users. Yes. Who's the genius? 
a, a rhetorical question. No, I presume. I'm asking you. No, no, of course, it's fucking Musk. Well, framed like that, it's certainly Musk. Yeah, look, obviously, I'm totally biased, but I think it's fair to say it's Musk. Ob- it's objectively true, is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, all your all your you know opinions aside, yeah. is it objectively true by I, a large margin? I don't think that Zuckerberg would claim to be a, some sort of genius. And I think the only reason Musk wouldn't would be so he doesn't come off as a weird genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they had a little beef. Obviously, all these big billion-dollar companies are um, racing to create this AI or AGI. And, um, you know, they had a little beef on, on Twitter where, like, it seems Musk called up Zuckerberg and was like, you're trying to make it an AGI? And, yeah, oh, I am. Um, how are you going to do it? Oh, right. Oh, you really have no idea what you're talking about. And he posted it on Twitter. He was like, it seems, uh, you know, at Mark Zuckerberg's knowledge of uh, AGI is quite limited. It doesn't understand the situation. And I'd be taking Musk's side in that in that beef. You know, Musk is is literally the space-traveling guy. Zuckerberg made Facebook. Yeah. You know, yeah. and is it even that good? Pff, maybe. Like, a little bit. I don't really like it, to be honest. <laughs> Like, put it this way, um, your pal doesn't have a Facebook. You know, when we're colonising Mars, is he going to come along? I think he probably will. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, they had their little their little beef about AI, you know, who understands it more. And, um, like you said, if you think you can create it and then control it, you, you fundamentally misunderstand it. And that would be Musk's claim, that people fundamentally misunderstand it. Uh, to the point where there's what's called the... Open AI Association or something like that, where Musk and Co, like a lot of other high-profile tech, you know, billionaire-type guys, have tried to make an open-source AI. Because, funnily enough, AI is also like an arms race in that whoever gets it will control everything it's instantly. Winner takes all, you know. But it, but again, it ha- if if you think you can control it, it's winner takes all. If you can make, if you can get halfway there. And then you have the really sensible forethought to not go any further. You've taken everything. You that's that's over. It's game over. You know, you guys who've made that. You know, it's it's the nuclear bomb times a hundred million. Imagine if having a nuclear bomb prevented everyone else from having one, and then you could just throw your dick around and be like, "Yeah, war. This, this is happening." Yeah, exactly. But no, 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 no. This, this is it's yeah. just happening, and you can put all yeah. you want. This yeah. is happening. Do you want our AGI to direct the clouds over your country and flood it? Because it will. We have a button for that, you know. And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, right. I guess not. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, and just to, in case you're not serious, or in case you think we're not serious, <laughs> there goes all the power to the rest of the entire world instantly, yeah. except where we want it to be on. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, there is there is the idea that. Um, we will be able to control it. I think that's a fundamental misunderstanding. As you said, that's also a fundamental misunderstanding. I don't think people really care what you and I think about AI, but probably maybe do care about what people like Musk and co. think about AI, and they deem it to be a fundamental misunderstanding. We've covered the kind of um, it'll kill us all angle. But yeah. if we do come up it, with there's, something... There is a side point to that, that it might kill itself. Okay, it runs the numbers and goes, ah, I'm not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to sleep. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, sees, you know, like you said, runs the numbers, analyzes the universe, simulates it, and thinks, oh, well, this, this, nothing's happening here. Turns. Yeah, in, in 45 billion years, I'll run out of all the resources yeah. in the universe. So what's the point? What's the point? And, you know, obviously it won't have human values. So won't think, oh, that'll be a great 45 billion years, or I'll have fun, or 
have any concern for its own existence or anything like that. So there is a side point that it might just turn itself off. And might it just do our bidding, endlessly? No. But, but you know what I mean? If You see, again, we can't help but project our own thoughts and emotions on this thing, which would be, you know, obviously emotionless. And then there's the argument see, that you can kind it. of build in, you know, but see, emotions. That's the thing. The idea that it will be emotionless. The only reason it would do our bidding is if it wanted to. But it won't want to do anything. But, the, but again, that, that term want is a human term. Mm. But that's what I mean. So it won't have the sense of want. But it'll just do as commanded. Oh, well, no, of course not. That's basically what we've discussed it. No, but why... We, we have discussed that, but again, we've discussed it. And this is where these conversations tend to kind of break down at the fucking Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg level, never mind fucking mm. me and you. Um, it's there, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're saying, you know, why would it listen to us? Why wouldn't it listen to us? Why wouldn't it just do our bidding? Yeah, it's a god, but I mean... We're giving it a God complex. It doesn't innately have a God complex. It's not viewing us as, you know, ants, because it's not viewing us. Even viewing something is a human term. Yeah, yeah. So... Like, you, my, my laptop doesn't get pissed off that I, you know... Plug it out at night or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly on those lines, the only thing it will be aware of is itself. It will be concerned for, is it? But again, it's, and again, it, it mm. kind of degenerates, but concerned, like yeah. what does what does concern mean yeah. to ones and zeros? Yeah, like? which is why it might turn itself off. Be like, oh, this is shit. Now, of course, it, you know, you're saying what does concern mean to ones and zeros? The whole point is that it's no longer ones and zeros. You know, it's intelligent. Yes. You know, yeah, people, it's a strange one. people could argue that, you know, the neurons firing in your brain, and you hear this a lot, they're just chemical reactions. You know, they are the biological equivalents well, yeah, we of are, like, ones and zeros. Yeah, it's like the, it's the whole free will, mm. you know, debate yeah. whether or not we have it or whether we're not just it's all wired machine, in, we're just, biological yeah. machines yeah. banging yeah. off the walls. Yeah. Like. You know, so it won't be ones and zeros. Well, it'll be as much ones and zeros as we are. You know, it will. Yeah, it'll be ones and zeros like we're neurons yeah. firing, yeah. which I guess we are. Fucking, you know, mm. interacting with each other. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's those two for AGI that you know. It is coming, you know. It can't not come. It will either kill itself or kill everything else. And what's the why? Why is it coming? Why is it at all possible? Be- well, like how because clo- we're how getting there. We we're not close. It's like the aliens coming from you know interstellar space. We're not close, but being close isn't relevant. It just being possible is what's relevant, and it's possible from an evolutionary point of view. Is it equivalent to like we don't know what started off life? And we don't even know mm. if it, if life started on this planet. Mm. It could very we could very easily have been seeded by you yeah, know a comet an or an asteroid or, or something. Or, yeah. or something. Um, but certainly the first form of life, whatever form it came in, was like below single cell. Like it was mm. you know microscopic. The, yeah. the smallest possible life yeah. was the first life. Yeah. You, you didn't you know first life wasn't ten times bigger than it could have been yeah. the first bit of life yeah. was as small as life could be and then you skip 4.5 billion years and here we are sitting and mm. chatting is there an analogy there to AI we figure out some little tweaky tiny little thing like I could I could I write some code on my laptop here fanning around not really know what I'm doing make a mistake and accidentally create the equivalent of 
the tiniest little bit and then it just, you know, somehow got onto the internet and instead of taking 4.5 billion years, it took 4.5 seconds, weeks or months or years or, you know, whatever it took. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, theoretically, yeah. There, you know, in terms of the guys who are, you know, writing AI code and that, you know, the, the programs that make up uh, regular, everyday, just the new version of AI, not the, the actual intelligence. Yeah, you know, you don't need a special machine for that. You know, they're, they're run on what's called, you know, neural networks. I guess sorry that's a term that I've heard bandied about this neural network yeah, see that's that's kind of in terms of the definition change that's that's kind of what's key what used to be AI artificial intelligence has now been sort of re, rejigged to just mean neural networks and um, now the new term AGI has been used to refer to the old term which is now taken by something else okay and is there a short term thing that we should be worried about or people are worried about Getting back to the the, the language that it created hmm. to translate. That's exactly that. That's all done on neural networks. That's okay. Just um, like um, I suppose there's a bit of terminology which maybe is not necessary, but it's a like it's an architecture of um, computer software. Okay, but in keeping with this, like we we can't we don't understand the language. I think that was the scary thing. This, you know, we don't understand that we didn't program it we didn't tell it to do that yeah and I, I believe and correct me if I'm wrong here but I believe that the software that's used to identify our faces so when I hold up my smartphone and it puts a square around your mm. face and the guy beside you I think most people are kind of familiar with that the facial recognition any kind of facial recognition thing my understanding of that is that we wrote a program that wrote a program to figure that out and that we use it all the time in everyday life. It's literally in my pocket and yours and everybody else's. We have it, we use it, but we actually don't understand how it works. Uh, like, that's partially true. Um, what you're talking about is true, but that's not what puts the square around your face on your phone. Um, okay, so w- what am I confusing that with, or w- what is it if it's not that? Um, well, what you're thinking of is what does the tagging of people's faces on Facebook or you know we've used it before searching for photos of a particular person on you know a photo app where you type in features of that person and it finds them those that's what you're talking about that is like you said we wrote not that we wrote a program that wrote a program but I guess yeah that's a a kind of a A dumbed down version an understandable way of putting it maybe not exactly correct but you know reasonably correct yeah yeah look and we don't need to go into the detail of uh, what it is but yeah that's what that is but that's not running on people's phones that's running on servers in Facebook you know that's running on servers in Google that's running you know so when you upload your photo to Facebook um, that's running on their servers you know and checking the photos to see is this a face is it a dog's face you know is it you know is that Fran McKeown again in Arnott's you know he fucking loves Arnott's we need to send them loads of ads for Arnott's stuff like that that's not running on your phone what's running on your phone is is this an oval shape with two other oval shapes Dots inside and a of it? Hole and yeah, whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what because you know, unfortunately, there's not a great those neural networks that we're talking about. They take a lot of hardware to run, uh, in terms of GPUs. If if you've heard of that, you know, uh, graphics unit, graphics cards. So you're just talking servers. You know, like not your building size servers. Well. You know, not necessarily. Uh, maybe a rack or two racks of servers. Or, okay. or, you know, it depends, of course, on, on how fast and how complex the data, but it's not on your phone. You know, um, you can stream it on your phone in a really slow, more demonstrable way just for, 
just to demonstrate its purposes, but it doesn't exist natively on your phone, no. Okay. Um, before I forget, you touched on Elon Musk's, did you call it his Gigafactory? Um, that is what it's called, yeah, I don't think I mentioned it. I don't that. know if you mentioned it, but so you were listening to Musk's kind of achievements. You mm. said SpaceX, Tesla. The Gigafactory is part of Tesla, yeah. There was some, some solar cities, is that what you mentioned, mm-hmm. maybe? But um, the Gigafactory, tell me and everybody else, else about the, what you mentioned earlier about uh, the batteries. And start off with, you know, why Elon Musk is making batteries and mm. you know, extrapolate it from there, I suppose. Yeah, Um because he's a greedy cunt. He wants a load of money. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> now, uh, you know, look, Elon Musk makes, uh, runs Tesla. Tesla make electric cars. Electric cars need big batteries. He could buy those batteries at, you know, the going rate, which um, is quite expensive, or he could make them himself. So he's decided to make them himself. He wants to make a lot, a hell of a lot of electric cars. So... The batteries for those cars will be, there'll be so many of them that he couldn't have even purchased them from the market if he wanted to go down that route. Um, global supply is simply not big enough. So he set about, um, you know, very lofty uh, aspirations as always to double global battery production with a single factory powered entirely by renewable energy located in America. So that's the Gigafactory. The Gigafactory is supposed to double the entire combined global production of batteries. And it is going to, and it is located in the Nevada desert in, I guess, Las Vegas. Is that where Nevada is? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Sorry, the other way around. Nevada yeah, yeah, sorry, is the state. Of so, course, yeah. yeah. So in the Nevada desert. Um, Th- that little bit there needs repeating because I know myself from listening to podcasts, especially when they, they run into the couple of hours, you kind of, you, you tend to miss things that aren't, wait until I tell you this. Mm, so, so wait until I tell you this. Pretty much. And just repeat that, okay? Every battery manufacturer in the entire world. Yeah, he's he wants to, well, not that he wants to, he has created a single factory that creates the same amount of batteries as every other battery factory in the world combined you know so think of how big the biggest battery factory in the world is or the biggest factory you've ever been to this place is off the charts big compared to that this is that and every other one like it in the world combined into one building so much so that it's um i'm sorry this isn't you know electric car batteries or you, you know like in a way like it's batteries it's, yeah if there's a battery in your phone in, in your, your laptop, laptop in exactly. your house in your literally any in your tie from your tie car to your real car your real car to you know jumbo jets to nuclear power plants and power stations and submarines and you know what's ever up in the iss everything and anything every single battery in the world so every factory in the world that makes batteries our entire output of battery making capabilities on our planet has recently been doubled by a single factory. By a single factory. In Nevada. <laughs> on, 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 incomprehensible, and really. I, as far as I'm aware, it's run entirely on renewable energy, basically solar. Yeah, because and that's why it's in Nevada, uh, for the solar generation. In a desert. Yeah. Um, but I mean, does that mean that the fucking solar, um, whatever solar, solar farm he has um, creating all this energy is itself the biggest solar farm in the world ever? No, or? there are some other colossal solar farms in the world. Powering countries type things? Well, or? 
Unfortunately not, but no, there are some enormous ones. Uh, some in the States, some in North Africa that are... Um, Pumping power into the grid. Though. Into the grid, yeah, yeah not okay. a factory. You know, yeah. this is the biggest factory. Uh, in fact, that's what I was going to say. I'm fairly sure it's the footprint of this factory is the largest footprint of any building in the world. Any building. Any building. You know, so the biggest building you know of, this footprint is, you know, times bigger than that. So you're talking, you know, you know, like what building has a big footprint? The Statue of Liberty. This has a bigger footprint than that. You know, the Empire State Building, this has a bigger footprint than that. The, you know, like, it's stupidly big. Stupidly, stupidly big. You know, I was saying that, um, you know, well, look, it's the biggest footprint, as far as I'm aware. This is what's well, called a Gigafactory 1, because there's a second one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is to do the same thing again, to double the output of the Gigafactory 1. So these two will be the equivalent each of the combined global output before they were in existence. So, you know, we had 100% available capacity and each of these matches that. So when they're both completed, the first one is completed, it's up and running. Uh, well, look, I say it's completed. Maybe it isn't completed, but it's completed enough to be running. Um, and has been for a while. I mean, you know, we're talking about this here now. It is outstanding. It's interesting, but it's kind of old news. If you're, if you're reading about tech and stuff like that, you know, this is years old. This is like... Jesus Christ, this is like fucking 2014 old or Yeah, longer. this isn't breaking news or no, anything. No, no. In fact, it's... I, I'm rusty on the details because to it's me so it's old. so old. But like, yeah. to me, this is just fucking... And to me, and I'd imagine the majority of people listening, if not everyone, they're going, what the fuck? Yeah, like, see, how has this even happened without... <sighs> again, it being on the news. Yeah, but you're like, the news is trash. <laughs> and in fairness, you know, I didn't... I'm not an investigative journalist. You know, I've... I follow sort of tech news, I guess, and that's where I've heard about this five years ago or longer. I feel like this is so old. I'm trying to remember when did I first hear about this, like forever. Like, you know, 2010 or something. Again, forgive my ignorance, but I'm assuming they're, is it lithium ion batteries? Is that what Yeah, that's that's what the batteries in the car are, yeah. In the the electric cars. Lithium is a raw material, is it? Yeah, yeah, lithium. So where does lithium come from? Lithium comes from, is it Uruguay or like, uh, lithium comes from mines. Yes. Um, uh, throughout the world just like all materials I'm fairly sure there's big ones in like Argentina and different places in South America but that's that's actually one of the effects of this factory the single factory doubling global production that it has um, bought up all the available supply of every raw material necessary to make batteries so there is now a shortage a global shortage of 100% every of the all the other factories are now scrambling to find raw supply because unfortunately with these huge mammoth tasks such as the gigafactory you know they have teething issues so he's bought all, or I say he's Tesla have bought all the raw materials necessary to make the batteries and they're having difficulty uh, producing them so they have lit and it's so funny to think that the world supply of raw materials for batteries are like stuck in this factory in Nevada, in the desert, in America. <laughs> and, you know, in East Asia. In... And, and everything that's in the ground is presumably kind of pre-ordered. Oh, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So everything that's still, you yeah, know, whatever. That's due to be ready, you know, um, in the next month or two months or three months. That's all bought. And of course, all the poor countries who have lithium underground are all going to be you know massively rich off the back of selling well that's stuff. the benefit of this yeah lol said nobody <laughs> ever um no obviously not but the, laugh, the, but the knock-on effect is that all the old school manufacturers of batteries they usually in you know korea japan taiwan those type places they now don't have the materials they need so there is a, either a global battery shortage like right now or coming soon 
you know, then and what happens there, say, if um, because of the global shortage, some smart ass, you know, comes up with a silicon based uh, battery that's, mm. you know, 10 times more efficient? Tough shit, Tesla or. Um, unlikely because battery tech has been really heavily investigated forever. Batteries are known to be shit and solutions to that problem have been investigated to the seas like just endlessly um the idea being if we had cracked good batteries everyone's house in ireland say they wouldn't have roofs they'd have solar panels yeah and it would charge a big battery and yeah yeah everyone Um, would be off the grid kind of thing um something something along those lines that there would be grid level batteries on every grid in every country that has a grid um we have certainly not cracked batteries. We're in, you know, day one of battery tech. Um, so the likelihood of someone solving it in this short period of time, now that there's a shortage, extremely unlikely. Um, if it does, tough shit Tesla? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I guess not. I think Simon uh, Andrusetti, the uh, a previous guest, mentioned a problem, or maybe it was a proposed problem with electric cars, was the disposal of said batteries. Is that an issue or has that been flagged in the tech world? Um, the disposal and the manufacture of the batteries. Um, the production, you were mentioning there about lithium, you're saying about it deep underground and stuff. It's, it's now, not, I, yeah. I don't know anything about it. It's not the same as like oil, you know, you're not drilling under the sea and stuff like that. It's it's in deposits and stuff, and but it's a messy, messy it's kind. Of, I don't know if you've ever seen images of cobalt mines. They're quite. They went there, did the rounds, you know, on the internet recently enough because they're horrific places. Maybe some people are familiar with cobalt mines. They're the lithium mines or whatever the hell they're called, pools or something, are are similar. It's a messy, disgusting um, kind well, of environmental. Exactly. Friendly, that's what I'm trying to go with this. Yeah. So not just the disposal, but the production of these okay. batteries in the first place is very. Very costly. And what what is lithium? Lithium is like yeah, uh, lithium is uh, it's on the. Is it a metal? Is it a rock? Is it a fucking? Is it from organic material? Is it you know? Well, lithium is a. Uh, well, or base I, element. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I had the word elementary particle in my mind, but no, an element. It's on the periodic table of elements. Hydrogen, helium, lithium, brilliant. Exactly. So it's the third most abundant element in the universe. Am I right in saying that? Um. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Is that how they work? I know they're ordered uh, yeah, in like atomic mass I or something think like that. So. Right, yeah. So it's lithium, so. you know, Li number four or number three by your estimation. Three, yeah, hydrogen, helium, lithium, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so that's what lithium is. Lithium. Okay. So is it a rock? No. Is it organic? No. No, it's a it's a fundamental building yeah. rock. Like it's but, it's not anything. Yeah. Is it is it found in rocks? Yeah, I'm sure it is, and they wash it out in some big filthy messy pool, and you know people get poisoned, and it's bad for the environment. Yeah, when you get down to kind of separating things at a molecular level, and again, you know, fucking chemistry is probably my least uh informed of the of the of the scientific disciplines like so um yeah listen this is my fucking my battery wearing out here uh so i think we're gonna wrap it up with that but listen man we've just done three hours and ten minutes so it's been an absolute pleasure i mean i won't be able to fucking sleep now tonight worrying about fucking ai and I can't even think of fucking racist all the different priests. things that we've talked about. Racist priests and porn and Jesus. Like, I'll go in now and herself and say, what did you talk about? And I'm like, ah, fuck off. Do you know what we need to do? We need to check if the vote happened. Yeah, fuck, we do too. That's the only reason I'm here. Yeah, yeah, no, that was the original delay yeah. in you coming here was waiting yeah. for the poxy vote. Well, look, 
I was procrastinating. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, you know, disperse my responsibility. But look, here I am. Yeah, no, no, an absolute pleasure. An absolute pleasure. pleasure. Um, fuck, I hadn't thought of this. Usually, I say to people, you know, where can people kind of check you out? But the last couple of guests that I've had, they've kind of been not personalities, but they've been people with kind of online presences. You don't really have one as such or at all. Yeah, you know, I have my sweet YouTube channel. Oh, you do? I do, I yeah. can give you a plug. No, nice you one. can't. No, you can't. Why can't I? Well, because it's full of copyright infringing material. <laughs> yeah, but so? Well, yeah, look, I mean, you can if you want. But you're, why wouldn't I? Uh, no, there's no reason not to. But yeah, I, so give yourself a plug. What's the YouTube channel called? It's called Snippets. And snippets. it has snippets of cartoons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. So if you're fucking interested. In snippets of cartoons. In snippets of cartoons. But more specifically, give people, what's the hook? Well, the hook is that it's, um, you know, cuts the bullshit out of cartoons and basically it's just the jokes or, like, funny one-liners. But some of them, you know, look, it's just cuts of cartoons. Speci- but no, it's the it's the sound bites. It's, it's the, the, yeah. You won't catch me, beer bar. Or no, I'll get you, beer bar. Oh, no, no you, you won't. won't. Except <laughs> Simpsons and Fox are so cuntish about their copyright that they don't let you infringe on it. Oh, so dear. So it's mostly South Park content. Right, cool. So basically all the fucking best bits out of... Uh, South Park. South Park. So if I now I've tried to look at for that before and I think I struggled. Now maybe I wasn't putting in snippets, but yeah, if some random were put in S N I P P E T S into YouTube, what are they looking for? What's the symbol? Is the symbol a, is a ball being cu- a red ball being cut by like a pair of scissors. Cut the ball. Cut the ball exactly. Right. Okay. So type snippets into YouTube. Pull up Des's uh, account. Give him a, a like and a subscription. Send me and some sweet fucking, bat tokens. Some what? Some crypto. <laughs> yeah, some crypto. You didn't get talking about cryptocurrency or anything. Yeah, we'll have you on again, man. There's yeah, cryptocurrency, there's South Park, there's you being a fucking engineer, there's an infinite amount of things that we've yet to talk to, but I li- the, the battery power is just running out of me now, I have to say, so I, I'd be afraid I wouldn't do you justice or I'd just start waffling shite more so than usual. So listen, it's been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to having you on again. Great, cheers. <laughs>